Hello, it is Overreaction Monday, December 20th. A lot to talk about. Still a lot to be handled in week 15 with two games today and two games manana, but a lot has happened, including protocols, changes, teams losing we thought would win, teams winning we thought were terrible. Ian Rappaport stops by, Darius Butler, A.J. Hawk, all the boys as we buzzsaw through this NFL spectacle. Thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of your day here. If you like this show by the end of it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Let's go. Yeah! Uh, week 15 NFL Sunday has finished, and I'll tell you what. Although we have two games left today and two games left tomorrow, and week 15 is the longest week that we have had this season, there is a lot to chatter about. What teams are dead? What teams are alive? Who's thriving? Who's just surviving? And who's going to be dying in the meantime? What teams are really primed to make a run? Is it the Indianapolis Colts Ooh. or the San Francisco 49ers oh. or any other team that could be very, very hot at the moment. What team is going to maybe die off and see their season come to an end much sooner than they could have ever imagined? What the fuck was going on with the Buccaneers last night? Uh-oh. It's really late into the season for that to be happening for them, and there's so much more that we need to break down and chat about. To do so, I got all the boys here. The Toxic Table. At Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor. Let's start with you, Ty. Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers yesterday looked like an absolute assassin mm-hmm. that one ball he threw in between triple coverage to uh, old cousin MBS, MBS yep. it looked as if he threw it and even put a little tail on it oh, yeah. to bend back in there the son of a bitch played a fade into a perfect throw <laughs> looks like he's on top of his game the defense although Huntley got hey Huntley hell of a go wow. he's a great player Huntley's gonna get picked up good yeah. quarterback people are gonna be getting after Huntley this offseason, especially with the fact that allegedly this draft class of quarterbacks isn't that great. So look for the veteran quarterback market to be big is what has been told to us by all the people in the know. Huntley appears to be one of those Mark Andrews, absolute stud. Should have maybe double covered him a little bit earlier, but that guy is a guy. Congrats to the Ravens having an incredible game. Looks like Lamar Jackson's going to be back soon, I think. I don't know. Mm -hmm. He was standing on the sideline clapping, being a great teammate, but inevitably in the end, the Green Bay Packers get a win because Harbaugh goes for two and loses by one. Instead of extending the game at home uh, against the Packers, he goes for one play. They obviously don't get it. The Green Bay Packers now kings of the castle, especially what it was what happened to the Cardinals. I mean, we'll talk about that. Congrats to Detroit. Yeah. But that Green Bay Packers squad right now seems like a good time to be a Packers fan. I mean, people are going to get healthy as well. Aaron Jones making big plays. A.J. Dillon's making big-time plays. Lazard had now an incredible anytime touchdown score. I don't know how Uh, they didn't connect. I I I don't know how they didn't connect. But that team on the defensive side, here we go. The Packers primed for another playoff push here, Todd. Yeah, rounding into form. I mean, what else can you say about Raj? But it is nice because he did say after the game that, like, very – it doesn't it doesn't happen very often anymore where he'll throw a pass and like kind of smile on the inside and be like Oh, that was fucking awesome. And that's how he felt after that MVS pass. Like, he can still put it anywhere. So he did. So we'll ask him tomorrow. 
I think he purposefully had that ball turned back. Oh, there's yeah. a way you can turn it and spin it and everything like that. He's shaping his throw like uh, oh, Angelina Jolie did. In wanted. With yeah. that gun, <laughs> with the bullet. bullet. You know right. what I mean? Like these golfers Fucking do with the top ten reference. This Thank yeah. you so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what this show does. At Tone Diggs, Fucking obviously. you're off this week. <laughs> hey, we're, we're ready to go. We're off Thursday, Friday, but I feel good about it. I feel like he potentially did that. That is why I posted a video of it and didn't say much. All he said was, hey. Yeah. Oh, what else can you say? What, what can that's the throw, that's the type of throw that Aaron Rodgers can make that no other player could ever make, right? Now, granted, there's been guys who have incredibly talented arms. I don't think that is being questioned. There are other guys that are very, very good, and I don't think Aaron Rodgers would ever come out and say, Hey, I'm the greatest thrower of the ball that there has ever been he because he can't. He by far yeah, is. He is. He misses some people, and it's like, oh my God. Oh, by the way. He missed one early. He missed one late. And everybody is Aaron Rodgers broke almost at this point. The guy has uh, zero interceptions in his last 13 touchdowns he's thrown in the last four games post-COVID. Did Dr. Joe Rogan create the fucking greatest quarterback of all time? I don't know if that's not being talked about there. Because I know we love stats and everything. We absolutely love Here's some stats. Last four games for Aaron Rodgers. 70% uh, completion, 1,301 yards, 13 touchdowns, (laughs) zero interceptions, 127.7 rating. Uh, The Packers have clinched a playoff berth with an 11-3 record, the best in the NFL. They're like one of the only teams that have clinched a playoff mm-hmm. spot because the AFC still a big-ass question mark. There's yeah. a lot that's going to be determined over the next two days, including this Browns game, which could be a big deal for the AFC North. Um, but who knows who's playing in that game, who's not playing in that game. That The stats tell me, though, if you're a quarterback in the NFL and you go to Dr. Joe Rogan mm-hmm. and then you play afterwards – you're fucking unbelievable. Yeah, look out. In your shape and throws. That that's a stat. That's just one. One. We'll, we'll continue to do the research, but that's something we should keep an eye on. There, the analytics have been called into question mightily this weekend. And at Boston, Connor, I don't want to dive into the Colts beating the hell out of the Patriots. Sure. At home, me neither. You know, I don't want to talk about it. No. You were there. That's right. I it was. It was loud. That uh-huh. place was electrifying. Wow. You guys couldn't handle it. Mac Jones had no idea. He played <laughs> Alabama. He's played all around the SEC. Yeah. This dude has played in the NFL. Never rattled ever. He comes into Lucas Oil Stadium, the Lion Hawks. Uh-huh. He comes into Indianapolis, Indiana, a team who has a fan base who has so many scars on their heart from the evil empire that is New England. Truly. And so many fans in that building had no idea who the fuck Mac Jones was until draft night, and they found out that Bill Belichick got another one potentially. They didn't even know this dude existed. They were so pumped to let him know, you are not welcome here. Not okay. at all. Yeah. There is no Patriots welcome. They were loud. They were incredible. You were there. Was there a moment where you're like, oh shit, this is the turning of the tide of this entire rivalry. Wow. And although it will continue to carry. Jonathan Taylor said, let me put this fucking thing on my back, though. And is the Three of the top five fastest speeds in yeah. the NFL this season documented Jonathan Taylor on long-ass runs to seal the game. Are you worried about the AFC running through Jonathan Taylor and running through the lot house that is Lucas Oil Stadium that Mac Jones and the boys couldn't handle on Not Saturday? even a little, Pat. I'm not even smally concerned smally. with the fact. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Smally concerned Huge. with the fact that there's an AFC finalist banner in the, no, in the Raptors. No, you saw it live. You know, it's okay. 
I will say I gained a lot of respect for Colts fans as a whole because that place was incredible. Like one of the better environments across the board, all sports that I think I've ever witnessed live. Uh, when Jonathan Taylor broke through the line of scrimmage at the end of the game, yeah, I sat down immediately and probably the loudest pop of the entire night was when he was just gone. I didn't see the 22 play. miles an hour. Oh, yeah. man. He Holy was shit. There's somebody speeding in a school zone. To clinch this game against the team we hate the most. What a think about in Saturday night too. Uh-huh. Oh, someone got work tomorrow. Oh, oh yeah. Dude, oh yeah. Hey, there's no farm to get to tomorrow morning. Not nope. at all. There is no office job that I have to fake like I like here in yeah. Indiana. Nope. There is nothing going on tomorrow except for us watching every other team that we're inevitably going to beat in the playoffs. That is the sound that you heard at Lucas Oil Stadium. And I think Jim Irsay should get on that guitar. Ooh. Oh yeah. And feel it all the way down in his bones. That's right. And he should tell. Uh, Commission, we want Saturday nights every night. We want Saturday nights every single time. It's incredible. That we're only playing on Saturday nights from now on. I mean, Indiana, great college football team. All right. Oh, yeah. Wow. Purdue, great college football team. Oh, yeah. Wow. But I just think that there should be an exemption for Indianapolis Colts. Saturday night games only in this city will show up in a big way. And we're going to win the next 10 Super Bowls probably if that's the case. Yeah, well, we'll see because they had no business being in the game, the Patriots, and somehow they made it close. I mean, we're in offsides on a missed field goal away from that game being 17-17. And okay. Wentz having to throw the ball more than 12 times, only had five completions. So I, I understand the Colts definitely, you know, they're a good football team. They got the offensive line. They got Jonathan Taylor. The biggest thing is Darius Leonard is a freak of nature. Like yes. watching him play football is awesome, yes. even when you're losing. Yes, because he's when a play is being made that he's not involved in, he's celebrating his teammate from wherever the hell he is, dancing, yeah. losing his mind, yelling. Here are his stats from this season. Darius Leonard, he has 100 plus tackles, five forced fumbles, three fumble recovers, three interceptions, and an absolute leader of the defense that is flying around right now. Defensive player of the your conversation should be had. Now, after this past weekend, T.J. Watt is obviously going to be talked about, and they're already pushing for him to be the overall MVP, and Darius Leonard needs to be in the Defensive Player of the Year conversation. He's changing the game. I understand the peanut Tillman for the Chicago Bears had the punch out. I understand that a lot. Just like everything in the history of anything, do you remember how they used to throw footballs back in the day? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, like shot putting them. They yeah. were terrible. Then somebody developed, yeah, it was, a, it was like a soccer, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. and then it was like a chess thing. They still do it on Dr. Pepper tuition thing. That's right. And then people evolved and evolved and evolved. Just like kicking, people have evolved. Shooting at basketball, you evolved. The peanut punch was awesome. Darius Butler has evolved this thing into a completely different stratosphere. The way he uses it, how often he uses it. I'm not sure Peanut Tillman used it for every single tackle. Oh, yeah. Every single... I'm not sure he did. I, I think he was opportunistic. He was very good at it. He brought a light on it. I'm not 100% sure. I wish I, wish I would have watched more film. Every single tackle, Darius Leonard's in on, you think a, a turnover's coming. Yep. It's awesome. He changes games. He absolutely is electrifying and he's fun to watch. And that's why I'm going to say the Colts going to go, dude. Hey, right. Colts mm-hmm. going to go. Yeah. Billy Belichick was going to stop Jonathan Taylor, right? Well, I thought he was. But then we found out it was the worst week of practice in the history of the New England Patriots right. franchise. What's that all about? Is that because they're scared of Quentin Nelson? What? <laughs> How about Ryan Kelly not able to go because of family things going on, T's and P's of Ryan Kelly? Went through something similar. Uh, you're the absolute man. Another somebody else comes in there. That offensive line is just moving bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that comes a week after, you know, Quentin Nelson or two weeks after Quentin Nelson went up to Frank Reich and said, hey, can we just have a cold run in there? You know, JT's getting a little hungry. And what Quentin Nelson meant there to Frank Reich is, hey, we're ready to fucking Debo. Run the fucking ball. Which leads me to this then. When I watched that clip back, 
And then I saw another clip where Carson said something, I think, to T.Y. Hilton, where he referenced our stats or something like that. And he was like, Jonathan Taylor, it's tough to get any stats. I think Carson was trying to console T.Y. or whatever. And this is in a mic'd up on Hard Knocks or something like that. And T.Y. was like, oh, hey, I do not care. He actually yeah, went over sure. to Frank and was like, do not feel obligated to get me the ball. If we're going to do this, do this whole thing. And then Carson in that Tampa game, which in which he was throwing well, whenever you hear Quentin Nelson say, can we get some called runs? That would mean Carson was checking out of mm-hmm. any runs. Like, hey, no checkouts there. I wonder how Carson, you know, is dealing with the fact that this team goes as that dude behind him goes. Yeah. And as that offensive line goes. He's not the only one, by the way. There's a lot of teams that are starting to get back into the run game. The run game is going to be what matters in the playoffs deep. That's why all the other Buffalo Bills got a big-time win over the kickerless uh, Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Huge. Which is, it's so easy to kick a ball. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Best athletes on earth. Look at them try to do it. It's impossible. Yeah. I understand it's not as physically tasking as every other position in football. Okay, I would never say that, but it's not easy. So fucking enough with the easy talk. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not an easy thing to do. It's actually, you know, very minute, the success level, because of how small everything is. It's like golf, but much harder because you're using your goddamn foot <laughs> instead of your hands. But like the Bills, you, we don't know if they can stop. The run game. We no. have no idea if they can play big boy bully ball, and that is now becoming a thing for both sides of the NFC and the AFC. Whenever you talk about the Colts, they can bully folks. They're going to want to bully folks. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to bully folks, mm-hmm. and that's why I think James Colts go superb out. Yeah, I mean, Colts might go to superb out. This was a big time game. I have a lot of respect for the Patriots. Oh yeah, a lot of respect for the Patriots. And I thought to myself, if old William Belichick. That's right. Is going to be able to stop this Colts offense. It's going to have to change my narrative that this Colts team can't go on a run. Because if Bill Belichick can do it, you're going to have to run into him at some point or you're going to have to run into somebody. Mm-hmm. And we, that offensive line, now there's a couple big time plays that obviously have skewed the stats a bit. And Kyle Van Noy with a little bit of cheap shot, okay? Oh, Kyle Van Noy. Okay, Kyle Van Noy with a little fucking cheap shot. Come okay. on. I mean, I, I, hey. Kyle Van Noy needs to not do the cheap shots oh, that he's yeah? doing right there. Was he pushing referees, Pat? Or was that well, the guys I mean, on your team? T.Y. didn't know that was a ref. Oh, okay. T.Y. didn't know that was a ref. That's Did you a... see how hard that ref was pushing him in there? I mean, oh. he didn't know that was a ref. But anyways, the stats were skewed because of that long pop. But that can happen at any time with Jonathan Taylor. That is our team. Yeah. That's not like a highlight. That That is our team. I feel like the Colts might be able to go on a, a goddamn run. But let's speak about the AFC North in which it is hot in the kitchen. Tone Diggs, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Get a gift from the football gods that didn't come until the second half. Because the Titans come out and they say, hey, listen, let's dance on this fucking logo. (laughs) And all anybody wanted to talk about was the Ravens beating the Titans in the playoffs because the Titans stepped on. The game that the Titans dance on the Ravens logo, they beat the Ravens that game. That's right. They dance on the Ravens logo, beat the Ravens, and Vrabel actually told Harbaugh, hey, shut the fuck up. I'll punch you right in the mouth. <laughs> yep. Whenever Harbaugh was like, this isn't, this is disrespectful or whatever, Vrabel said, hey, you just coach your team. All right? So Vrabel almost acknowledged, like, hey, I'm okay with what our boys are doing here. Then they get a win. It's like, ooh, ooh, that is tough for that Raven squad. Then football gods say, hey, don't worry, we got you. Lamar, you'll get your first playoff win, actually, whenever this comes back around on Titans. And to Marcus Peters' credit, he gets a pick to win that game, immediately runs to the Titans logo. How you doing? Keep it moving. Get the fuck out of the playoffs, dude. It was a beautiful depiction of shit talk and the irony that can come with the universe whenever you put yourself out there, do something that is considered disrespectful, and then not back it up or back it up. It was 
Perfect. It was actually one of my favorite stories of the year last year. That whole thing. Now the Titans come into Pittsburgh and do this. Whoa. And, and whoa. I, I thought to myself, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Because if you go back in time, Titans, they used to dance on the terrible top. Yeah. I mean, there, there's been a lot of things that the Titans have done to Pittsburgh in, for whatever reason. I don't know if the football gods blessed Pittsburgh with you know, an incredible organization, obviously, and I everything think. like that. But, like, the weather is terrible, mm -hmm. okay? It is a miserable – it is a lot of miserable environments in Pittsburgh. Sure. It's a lot of grit. It's a lot of heart. I think the football gods realize that. And they say, hey, you do not just walk in here. And what do you do? You huh? – on the fucking steel mills, dude? No, Whoa. no, no, You no. come in here and start okay. dancing on the steel mills? The backbone of our entire country? Hey, our city is the motor city. We get everybody... Where's the fucking steel come from, pal? <laughs> All right? We are your dads. We are the tough city in Pittsburgh is what Pittsburgh is. This is what the football god said. Yeah. This is yeah, not absolutely. me. Okay, this is what the football fair, god fair, said. Yeah. So when Tennessee decides to do a little juju on the beat, <laughs> on the Titan or on the Steelers, logo the football gods were sleeping maybe napping for that first mm -hmm. half it did not look good actually the uh, the guy that led the entire thing standing right in the middle of the logo but. he was having a great game actually oh, but, yeah. but second half i mean tj watt broke through two people holding him like it was nothing cam hayward started making plays all of a sudden nausea starts seeing the field a little bit better chris boswell absolutely lights it up the steelers do not win pretty get a big time win over the titans who are at the top of the afc still you got to feel pretty good Tom. you talk about the first half and the second half uh, interesting stat the uh steelers have scored the same amount of points in quarters one through three that they have in the fourth quarter this entire season. Damn, they decided they don't want to play football until the fourth quarter. And you, and you talk about you talk about the football gods, okay? And the Titans, they do this to the Ravens, and they do this to the Steelers because they think they're tough, and they know the Steelers and Ravens are tough, and that's who they want to be, but they never will be those two teams, okay? Because they're the Titans. Whoa. Tony. It doesn't matter that Vrabel is literally... Well, that's fine. Vrabel Vrabel's get tough. I love Vrabel, but, you know, there's just something in the water down there. It's just never going to happen, okay, boys? You have Derrick Henry, you could have the big old line, you could do what you want, it's just never going to happen. Oh, okay? you're talking about because you can walk down the street and see a concert from Carrie Underwood, yeah, and uh -huh. then walk out and see go right across the road and see, oh, here's Chase Rice singing yeah. this thing, and one of the best in Pittsburgh. You have all the same bars, but the people that are singing. Our CFO Phil and Tone Dix. Yeah. Uh -huh. Billy Gardell. Okay, Billy Gardell. <laughs> Damn right. You're saying things a little bit too nice in Nashville. A little now. bit too nice. A little bit too okay. nice, all right? Uh, That's funny. The football gods. Thank you, football gods. How about uh, TJ Watt? J football TJ gods. Watt, Man. Cam, Minka, Joe Hayden, huge what? tackle. Shout out. What? Um, Let's talk about the end of that game there. Okay. Joe Hayden with that big time tackle. So I put a video out yesterday on my Twitter uh, basically to remind myself how I want to feel about that situation mm -hmm. today as it was happening in live time, in real time. And I'd say, and people don't know that my tweets on Sunday are literally just a. Just notes. Like, yeah. hey, this notes is notes <laughs> for graphics for mm -hmm. today. The end of the game, the hit by Joe Hayden, incredible self awareness. Knowing exactly where the sticks are, uh, being able to deliver a blow like that, especially out of a corner, not that Joe Hayden would be ever considered like not a guy that would come make that hit, but just a perfect hit at the perfect time for a play that needed to be made for the Pittsburgh Steelers, whose season is inevitably a massive question mark because nobody has a clue what the fuck's going to ha uh, happen because you don't know what team is going to come. So huge play by Joe Hayden. The refs, though, okay? Mm. Steelers, no timeouts. <sighs> 
Under a minute, under two minutes, it goes to uh, review in New York or up top. Whoever up top is. Is that in the building or is that in New York? We still don't know. I don't think that's been clarified. Is it some games it's in stadium, some games it's in New York? Who knows? So the refs live have to make a spot for forward progress. And if we ever notice, the refs are always a little bit more lenient, I think, on that forward progress than any of us would be yeah. as fans. Oh, yeah. But then as they show the instant replay, it's like, oh, I could see how that ball is hitting them in the body at that spot or whatever. So live, old side judge has to spot it, puts it down. Oh, shit. This is a first down all of a sudden on a fourth down play under two minutes. This has to be reviewed upstairs. Pittsburgh has no timeouts. They can't even stop this and say, whoa, whoa, let's see if there's more of that. So they call a first down, I think, initially. Yeah, they, did. they call a first down initially because on their first look spot, they're like, yeah, it's a first down. Then somebody got in their ear. It was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We do not know if that's a first down. So then they stop and they go, uh, the on-field ref goes, oh, we got um, uh, to measure it or whatever. Mm -hmm. So then they measure it with the same spot that they gave live with the eye, and it was not, it was not short. But there was somebody in their ear saying, hey, we just watched it, mm -hmm. okay? 20 million people just watched the review. Although it was close, they are short. Much shorter than what the measurement is looking like right here. So just go ahead and just say, hey, they didn't make it, and let's just move on. <laughs> Instead, it wasn't that. It was massive question marks. So I was like, wait, that ball being spotted there is a first down. It's not a first down. Now we have to measure it. Wait, if we're measuring it off of where that spot is, that's there. I just wish the ref would have came out and actually said, <clears throat> it was under two minutes. Okay, so all reviews have to go up top. Pittsburgh had no timeouts because they spent them earlier doing dumb shit. Yep. Okay. <laughs> it, from our eye, it looked like he maybe got it. I understand in slow-mo, it was obviously short, but in our eye, it was there. Our job is to spot that ball and get out of the way, especially with what was on the line at the time. So we tried to spot it, and in our ear, somebody came in, Walt Anderson, don't know if you've heard of him, not the best ref on the field, but now he's in charge of everything, and he told us that via 4K super slow-mo review, the ball was clearly short, it is now the Steelers' ball, and they're going to win. Thank you for your time. Mm -hmm. And then blows the whistle, does this whole <laughs> thing, and then they start the game. Because that is just a clusterfuck in which you got a chance to kind of spotlight the inadequacies of the entire review process. Because it had certain rules that had to be followed, which all kind of ended up stepping on top of each other in a massive moment in a game with a lot of playoff implications on them. So I just think, you know, as we continue to evolve with the technology, we'd be doing the refs on the field a massive mm -hmm. favor if we allowed them to be a little bit more transparent or we're a little bit more transparent in the entire process. But what do I know? I don't know shit about fuck. Yeah, the fact that it took that long and, like, they brought out... Like, why are you even bringing out the chain? In and 2021, yeah. first of all. And, yep. and placing the ball right there and them fucking Tannehill's on the ground, like, staring. Like, it's like you have the. Oh, my God. 20 million people just saw. Yeah. <laughs> 20. Like, the ref should have just came on and said, listen, our spot was wrong. The situation was interesting, obviously, with a lot happening. They didn't make the first. That we, we're being told. Could the stadium operator run yes. the review on this right. thing? Yeah, they're short. Okay, you guys are shut the fuck up, Dan Hill. All right, yeah. you guys, you guys were short. Let's go. I wish that was able to happen, just because I think it'd be more efficient. People would be more understanding of it, and it would cut out all the means for like, well, why'd they do this? They didn't do that. They didn't do that. Well, you just explain it. Now, I'm not saying every ref should be cutting promos <laughs> after things, but in that type of situation, just being like, we just heard that it is not close. We apologize. First down, Steelers. This game's about over. Yeah. Good luck out it there. It almost ruined. Ben going underneath the stadium after he snuck for a touchdown on in his last Sunday game in Hines 
and talking to the football gods. He said, hey, normal God, I normally talk to you. I talk to you a lot, but I need to talk to football gods right now. Like, I need some help here today. I need this one. And he came back out, and he led them the victory, obviously. That was weird, wasn't it? Awesome. No, I think it was awesome that he went down there, especially after his rushing touchdown. Mm -hmm. You know, like probably his last one. Probably his last one, right? Mm -hmm. And in Pittsburgh, maybe that's his last Sunday game in Hines? Yeah, the only one left in Hines is Monday night against Bratz. So that's his last Sunday in Hines. That's cool that in the middle of the game he has his moment, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, blurry photo. Could we not get a little better photo on that entire thing, maybe? I don't know why he had to put sweatpants on. Yeah, because the steps are cold. Well, no. (laughs) Well, I mean. Sideline's cold, too. (laughs) Yeah, too. We're talking about tough, gritty teams. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger is just Ben Roethlisberger. Cold. I mean, come on. What are we talking about? He's Big Ben, but he's got skinny legs. Well, and also Big Ben isn't necessarily – you know, he doesn't share right. all of the same qualities as the people of Pittsburgh, but his toughness on a football field has earned a lot of people, everybody's respect, basically. Okay, okay. Just checking, because I wasn't really sure about the Not a lot of Pittsburgh either. people are going to uh, Miami, Ohio, or whatever. Fair. Sure. Fair. You know I mean, all that, it's like super, I think that's like a super. Uh, oh, is it? Well, Ben also, so. he loves like, to watch the defense. He doesn't sit on the uh, heated benches ever, so he wears the Yeah, he stands up and watches the team. Claps. Let's go. With the, he has a baseball cap on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Turns into coach. He had a great fade, by the way. I don't yeah. know. If he, they took his hat off at one point. Great fade. Yeah. Fucking great fade. He got like, ready that's for that good. game. He yeah, knew. I'm happy for him. Let's Thank talk you, about what, what happened to the Buccaneers, dude. Oh, Was that the worst football game we've ever seen? By far. I mean, congratulations to both defenses, all right? Yeah. Good game. Flying around. Punters, too. Loved watching. Literally, opinion. Incredible oh. couple gunner plays. Gillikin getting the first down on a rough and celebrating, but also hitting bombs. I enjoyed, obviously, watching the special teams do their thing. And any time a defense can just suffocate an offense, I think I enjoy watching that. With that being said, I don't know if I can do that after a bunch of good games and then it's late oh. in the night. That was tough to watch that game. Now, I did watch the rest of it this morning when I woke up. Classic DVR situation. Um, that game, good, good on the Saints, dude. Yeah. yeah. No head coach, obviously. Taysom Hill, quarterback who has mallet finger, who's talking. He dropped the ball in the bucket to Callaway yesterday mm-hmm. early in that thing. Wow. I'm like, wow, this guy's unbelievable. He said he's in the middle of a process where a few weeks his finger will be cured. But I was just like, he's in the middle of uh, maybe not a few weeks, maybe a few months or whatever. But it, it sounded much differently than the treatment that Russell Wilson got for the same type of injury. Now, Russell was much different quarterback than Taysom Hill, obviously. Taysom only had like three, four designed runs, though. I think he was sitting back in the pocket throwing it a lot. Didn't have as much success obviously as they would have with Drew Brees playing quarterback. Shout out to Drew being the only one on uh, Football Night in America picking the Saints to win. Way to go, Drew. Drew. Way to go. Who that? He said out there. But Tom Brady hasn't been shut out since 2006. That's a long, long time ago. And that offense started to see some success. I really thought that run to the right with Ronald Jones with the pool and garden and getting outside. I thought that was going to be the thing. Crack down Gronk, have him take the end. They were seeing massive success and Ronald Jones can hit that thing. We don't get to see him as much because Fournette has been fantastic. He gets hurt. Godwin gets hurt. Ooh. Mike Evans gets hurt. It felt like, you know, what could go wrong did go wrong for the Buccaneers, but they were still seeing success. I don't know why they got away from it. I don't know what's going on. It is late in the season for a team that is that veteran heavy to be having this type of shit happen. But once again, just like any type of loss that happens, this could be something that they needed. Mm-hmm. This could be something that they have to make their uh, changes, final stretch changes. And also... You know, they're going to be in it regardless of what happened yeah. yesterday. But 
What a fucking terrible game to watch last night. Yeah, start to finish, too, because Brady threw a pick, I think, on their first possession. It yeah. was like, what the hell is going on? But, I yeah, mean, they need to get A.B. back. Even with Godwin and Evans. Oh, like, he, he's going to be on the team, by the way. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's crazy to me that people are acting surprised that Antonio Brown's going to be on the goddamn team. What What are we – that was when it first happened, and Bruce Arians didn't cut him then. Everybody thought he was going to wait for the three-week suspension and then cut Antonio Brown? I don't understand. I don't understand how that happened. Now, you can be completely pissed off about what Antonio Brown did, okay? I understand that you can be – believe me, I've seen the people that are pissed off about everything happening on the yeah, internet yeah. Yep. with all that. But wasn't it pretty clear that he wasn't cutting Antonio Brown three weeks ago and then now that especially with Evans and Godwin and Fournette hurt potentially, who knows how long all these guys are out, now they're thinking he was going to cut him after he served his three-week suspension, so they were going to keep him on the team during the three-week suspension, mm-hmm. and then afterwards they're going to say, you know what, icing on a cake, don't think you've been punished enough. Actually, you're fucking fired, dude. Whoa. That's what they thought was – I don't understand – there was a lot of people, and I have a lot of respect for Florio, okay, pro football talk. He's a West Virginia guy. He's uh, from the area. He's been very nice to us, come on the show and everything like that. I didn't fully understand that entire angle that he thought that they were going to cut him, though. Well, and I think he was kind of pushing that for There's him. a lot of people whose horses wouldn't fit through that door that they're riding in who would like to see anything COVID-related if you don't follow the exact rules to uh, be banished from the NFL and never to return again. Well, okay, there is maybe a couple yeah. of that. There is maybe that. And maybe that is something that I'm not paying attention to enough because I am too dumb to, but that might be the case. And maybe, you know, maybe Antonio Brown getting cut then. Now, I, I just don't... I thought it was very apparent when they didn't cut him immediately that that was not going to happen, but maybe it was as the world continues to turn and we learn more, the less we know. Joining us now is a guy who has inside information everywhere, and you can't spell comedian without this man's first name. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, host of the weekly wrap-up with Rap Sheet and Friends, although today is Monday, giving us a breakdown of what happened yesterday, who's hurt moving forward, and also what COVID problem is potentially going to pop up for today and tomorrow's game. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. Yeah, how you doing, guys? Hey, two games tonight. I know you're on TV a lot. I see the ties undone. Let's dive right into this, though. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you're a very, very busy man. Any uh, yesterday injuries? We'll start with the Bucks because we were just talking about them. Uh, Godwin, Evans, Fournette, anybody else? And is there any other noted injuries yesterday that we can kind of clear the table on uh, this morning or this afternoon? Okay. Um, yes. So, by the way, it's, it's funny. Like, we did our, our thing last Thursday, and it feels like that was – five news cycles ago yes. yeah. like that was many many like memos ago many many announcements ago many i uh, just yeah it was a lot anyway hey, um, hey way to go way to get through a rap sheet you yeah. you know you're in your it's december football that's right yeah. it's december ian rap report you know what i mean i mean look this is i think everyone knows you do your best reporting in december that's kind of really when it counts that's what i that's what i try to do even though people maybe sometimes pay less attention because they're dealing with their families and holidays but anyway mm-hmm. Um, Not our so injuries, uh, we'll start with Chris Godwin. So it sounds like an MCL sprain, like a pretty significant one, you know, and, and generally these are three or so weak injuries, the kind that I believe he has now he's still waiting on the results of the MRI as of like a couple minutes ago. But from my understanding, he is likely done for the rest of the regular season, but should be able to return for the playoffs, which like any good team now. Any team that doesn't have to win, almost all of their injuries are done for the regular season and back for the playoffs. So this is good and probably what it should be uh, for the Bucks. Okay. Um, is there uh, any – the Tom Brady going over to the sideline telling him to go fuck yourself. What's that for? Is that because of the injuries? 
I don't, I, I don't know what, what led to that. I w- I'm going to be interested to see. We usually get the fines on Friday or Saturday. I'll be very curious to see if Brady is given a taunting fine. You know, it's only $6,000 um, or something like that. But, like, we've seen much less things be fined for taunting than Tom Brady. Well, yeah. What Tom Brady did, which, you know, that is not a very nice thing to say to a coach just stand there on the sidelines minding his own business. I'm sure that coach said nothing to Brady the whole time. Um, so I'll be curious to see if he gets fined. Okay, let's talk about some of the scary moments of yesterday. Teddy Bridgewater, he was cleared out of the, yeah. out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. That was a very scary. Obviously, um, there was a few others. Is there any notable injuries that we should keep an eye on here? Yes. Uh, okay, Bridgewater, he is in the NFL's concussion protocol. So it's a second concussion this year. It's hard to know how any player is going to react to any specific concussion. But it looked serious. Now, he's moving all his extremities. He's doing well. So, like, I think physically he's fine. But it feels like a situation where he probably won't play this week. So then you say, you know, for a team that's still very much in the playoff mix, probably likely Drew Locke um, for the Broncos. So that'll be just, I mean, you hate for it to happen at Bridgewater, but it also just will be kind of interesting to see how Locke, who got beaten out in training camp by Bridgewater, to see how he responds. Some of the other Bucks injuries are at least worth watching. Okay. Mike Evans' hamstring doesn't sound like a major deal. Um, you know, may not miss a game, probably going to be okay, not major. Uh, Levante David has what is sounds like a foot sprain. Mm-hmm. Still waiting to see the results of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mike Evans, the other one. Um, no, Leonard Fournette's the other one, right. Um, Leonard Fournette, the other one. Um, he might miss a game or two um, with a hamstring that's probably a little more significant than Mike Evans, but I think he is going to be okay and probably back certainly for the playoffs. Okay, how about Fryermuth? Looked like he maybe got two in one play there. Was that the, the, the that was very that was the most scary thing I saw of the because it looked like he was out on his feet yeah. and then he got another one and I think that is when they start talking about actual real life. Holy shit! You get multiple concussions in a short span. Is Fryer? I heard he walked off the field. Do we think he's gonna? He's just in the protocol. Did he go to the hospital? What's up with him? Uh, he is in the protocol. I did not hear that he went to the hospital. One of the weirdest things about concussions is that, like, it's almost—it's really hard to tell what a concussion actually happens. Like, there's plenty of times you see a guy kind of get hit head-on hard, like and you're like. That's nothing, and then hit in the side of the head, and it's a concussion. It's tough to know. So I don't know what actually led to the concussion, but I do know he was quickly ruled out in the protocol. We'll see how he responds. I mean, another one where, like, I would be a little surprised if he plays this week, but sometimes players respond from what looks like really serious hits and end up being completely fine. Yeah, McNichols, I think, in the first half down by the the goal goal line, he was, like, out, and Mm -hmm. then he was back in the entire second half, like, featured. I'm like, holy shit. I'm totally fine. Yeah, because sometimes it's a stinger. Mm -hmm. Where their arm just loses, you know, full uh, range of motion for whatever. Something gets pinched, and it's like, oh, that looks like that's a concussion. That's why that independent doctor is a very fascinating position. Go ahead, Tom. My source told me that Muth is doing well, and he actually drove home from the game. So, Oh, wow. fire, hey. hey, boots on the ground, Ian. That's called reporting, dude. Why don't you try dude. to do it? Thank you, Tony. Well, yeah, thank, thank, thank you, Tony. I will say that's that's a good source and that's a good story, but like somebody couldn't jump in the car with him. 
Oh, I mean, I don't know what that person is. Hey, he probably had family in there. Oh, just relax, Ian. Jeez Louise, dude. Uh, let's talk about today's games. Obviously, uh, Stefanski, uh, Baker, and I think also uh, Case Keenum did not yeah. test out of the protocols. Okay, is this the new phase? Is this where we're at now? Uh, we're not. We're targeting testing now more, right? The NFLPA and the NFL were able to agree upon not testing vaccinated, fully boosted players unless they start getting sick. Is that something that I'm accurate on? And how did they reach that agreement? I assume there was a lot of give and take in that entire thing. There was a lot of discussion. First of all, on the Browns. So Baker is out because he didn't clear today. Keenum is out because he didn't clear today. Stefanski is still up in the air because he could still clear and he could still end up coaching. I, I don't. What's that mean? I'm not sure how, what's that? So they can test five times a day. What's that mean? Baker took all five and couldn't get a negative, and now Stefanski's only been three in, four in, and he's looking for his fifth? Uh, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's that many, but mm. I just know Baker and Keenum were not clear in time to, to announce it. Basically, there's a 2 p.m. finale transaction. Like when transactions have to be in for players, but coaches aren't under the same rules, so theoretically oh. you can test later. So I don't know that he actually coaches, um, but I'm just saying he hasn't officially been ruled out yet like those other guys. So they're just swabbing the shit out of Stefanski's. They're like, hey, listen, let's go. Come on, let's go. I mean, I assume he's just sitting there and has someone in his nose for (laughs) five straight hours. Because he's he's vaccinated. Because he's vaccinated, boosted, and had COVID before. So is he the reason why the NFL and the NFLPA were able to come to terms and an agreement, or is this happening with players as well? What do you think? So the numbers are so interesting because you have a lot of players on the COVID list, more than 100 players as of last check. 80%, 80% have either no symptoms or mild symptoms among the vaccinated players. So, you know, and the, the NFL talks to a lot of experts. They, they do all their due diligence. They have all the conversations. And it seemed like what it came down to was people starting to be like, is ev- like if no one's sick and not no one, if not a lot of people are sick, then how much does it make sense to treat this like it was two years ago? Like if the virus has changed, Omicron. if the Omicron has changed things so much, oh, we're no. way more transmittable, but much milder, what actually is it? And so this was part of the conversation with the NFL and the NFLPA was the NFL wanted to say, if you are fully vaccinated and asymptomatic, are you actually sick even though you test positive? Mm. And what they came down on is, you do not need to test if you are asymptomatic and vaccinated. Only if you have symptoms do you need to test. And so they ramped up the symptom screening, like, you know, you feel a little stuffy, how's your throat, like feeling some chills, like that kind of stuff. And then, but if you're, you have no symptoms, then basically like it's not worth testing, I believe is the general viewpoint. Okay, Ian. Now we've been talking about this for what the back half of last week. We were uh, once we saw yeah. seventy-five people, then a hundred, uh, two hundred, right. three hundred people right. on the COVID thing. And the NFL was me just so happened to be meeting in Irving, Texas at the time. And there is, you know, the most important football game still ahead with what we were hearing about the asymptomatic. That's now the big question: is how do they find out if somebody's asymptomatic or not, or are they going to tell guys to just say you have no symptoms, or is it every day you walk into the building, the NFL PA is forcing the NFL to test everybody to see if they're asymptomatic. Like, how are they going to be able to handle that? Is it an independent person saying somebody's asymptomatic or symptomatic? That's an entire fucking thing, I bet, now. 
No, I, I think it's more just players need to be honest, and which like well, you know everybody God. sort of rolls their eyes, <laughs> but it took a little bit. But players have been, I think, pretty honest about concussions, right? I mean, we've had several situations where in key moments or for key players leading up to key games, they have said, "I do not feel right." Like, there's no toughness, I think, in toughing out a concussion, which I think players realize, and they've been pretty good about saying, "I don't feel good." This is not right. Check me out. And so I hope that that viewpoint, that whatever whatever has led players to, to, to make sure that health is important, I hope that does the same here. Because the reality is if you hide symptoms, yeah. you're kind of just screwing your teammates. Because yeah. someone's going to get it and that's just, you, you know, you, you want to be – and they're going to trace it back to you. Like you want to be the dude who caused the whole outbreak? Like that's not that cool. Either. Yeah, I think you're right. I think especially in this situation so that, you know, because if you mess it up, you mess it up for everybody. You know, and, and speaking of, of messing it up for everybody, it's like uh, there's a ripple effect to everything that happens. And with the NFL agreeing to do this, there's already old Stevie Eiserman up there at the Red Wings oh, coming yeah. out yep, and talking right. about the I NHL. about that. Yeah, th- so that's, we talked about this, I think, last week, you and I. Like, if the NFL does this, this is going to change everything for everybody because this is the first league, the biggest league on earth, with the most people with eyeballs on them, doctors, media, every. Congress, government is watching and seeing what the NFL is doing. Them rolling back protocols on testing fully vaccinated uh, players and staff, as that's going to have a ripple effect everywhere. That's going to change a lot of things everywhere, I think. I think we all understand that, I think. I think so, too. And the NFL, you know, it doesn't exist in a vacuum. And what you know, there's a reason that the leagues kind of like talk to each other. And there's a reason that it's good to have good relationships with the NBA or Major League Baseball, whatever. So they have been talking to all these different sports. They've been talking to the NBA to be like, here's what we're doing. You know, now the NBA has not got on board yet, but if the NFL is successful, like I wouldn't be surprised if the NBA does it. I wouldn't be surprised if, if baseball does it. And then, of course, you know, selfishly, like we all live in communities, like I'm really interested to see do the schools do this because the NFL is talking to the CDC at some point when you sort of, realize that the threat to vaccinated people is not nearly as much as it was like a year and a half ago to like does the world go you know what like we should look at this differently too everybody in the cdc is saying if you get the vaccine we'll let you free <laughs> dumbest show of all time we appreciate you ian good luck today uh is there any injuries in that bears vikings game that we should keep an eye on uh yes there is adam thielen who uh, has not practiced at all in a high ankle. Feels to me like a long shot. My esteemed colleague Tom Pelissero says he has a legitimate shot and is going to work out oh. before the game, so we'll see who's smarter there. Um, my guess is me, but we'll see. Ooh. Wow. fire. And then, just being honest, and then uh, Roquan, <laughs> I believe it's a hamstring. Damn. I don't know what the actual injury is, but he's another one who's questionable. And then Sean Desai, the Bears defensive coordinator, he comes off the COVID list. So he will call plays on defense. Thank I know you. no one has heard of him. Boys He's actually buzzing. a very good defensive coordinator. <laughs> Boys are going to be buzzing. All right, we appreciate you, Ian. We'll talk to you. Uh, oh, we're off on Thursday, Friday. Maybe Wednesday? Wednesday's good. I'll be around. All right, you're the man. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. Thank you. Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills are on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Oh, yeah. 
When the moment comes, it's not come too quick. Oh, <laughs> oh here we go. That is not what they had in their copy. Okay. <laughs> should they should? That was, I think they're going in a different direction, so let's go back a sentence or two. Okay, okay. When you when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Ha! Huh? Last a long time. Banging up, banging up, banging up. Yeah, it's yeah. Pete Alonzo at the all <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. Boom. That's right. Dingers. Downtown. Bingo. David Ruhl. Population you, dude. Hell yeah. Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way. Whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the yes, medication. Free no. two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to GetRoman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. Oh. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. Joining us now is a man who would never get knocked out, ever, because his face is built of marble. Mm -hmm. An Ohioan through and through, ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hawk. A.J., what's going on? Ohio guy, Jake Paul, gets another win. Surprised? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I I think he... The fact that it was a knockout like this face down, yeah, that was a bit of a surprise. Is Connor on like the conspiracy train? I know a lot of people are trying to say this was fixed. Oh, so I don't think Connor is because nope. uh, you know Connor has respect. I think for the training that has to go into this and the commitment to be a boxer. And I understand people are saying it's fixed. And if Tyron Woodley signed up to just get cold clock knocked at dead body, whatever, do then more power to him. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, I mean more power to him if that is the case. But the move was awesome. Fake the body. Big shot to the uh, to the head. Tommy Zibikowski was one of my teammates in Indianapolis, and he's noted great boxer. Like, mm-hmm. sold out Madison Square Garden, won a championship, I think, while he was playing at Notre Dame still. I think now he's a fighter, uh, firefighter, legend of a dude. We are at Buffalo Wild Wings training camp, and there was one of those punching things, you know? Mm-hmm. And Zibby couldn't, you know, help himself but get in there. We had a couple beers. I mean, I threw some. He taught me this thing where it's like a look to the body, left to the head. I think that is like the next stage of advancement in boxing that Jake Paul took. Honestly, I think like he's we're watching him like get like talented at boxing in different avenues. And I think that's why early you heard a lot of the boxing people hate it because maybe his technique in his first ever fucking fight in his first training wasn't as good as the other pros that are, you know, in the same spotlight or whatever. But I think he is actually like getting better and better and better. And I think he takes a lot of pride in that. I have no idea what the future holds. I know he's calling out Diaz. Diaz, is it? (laughs) Diaz? I believe Tommy Fury is still probably in line next with how much Tommy was on all the merch, mm-hmm. maybe Masvidal. Who knows? But I fucking love it. I think it's great. And I flipped over to watch that thing. I saw Frank. <laughs> Frank uh, got tired out there. Yeah, right? he did. Yeah. That was a good fight, though. I mean, I was impressed by both of them. Darren Williams looked a lot more polished than I thought he would. Darren Williams, I thought handled it perfectly. If I wasn't so much in Frank Gore's 
corner, you know, leading up. I think I would have had a lot more love for D. Will because we actually got a chance to meet him. He's very nice. Yeah, good dude. Very good guy and all that thing. But Frank Gore, teammate, here we go. Got to go. Couldn't go to the game or couldn't go to the fight because there was originally two games scheduled. And I was like, I can't miss two games because this fight were one of the bigger NFL games or NFL shows around and Colts Patriots was happening. He understood that. But watching him go out there, I was so pumped for him. And I think it was about 20 seconds left in the second round where it was like, oh, fuck, you know, by Frank. You know, so he played the game beautifully. You know, do you want a doctor to come check out your neck after getting pushed out? Absolutely. Doctor comes over, 47 seconds left, get a breather. The doctor checks his back. How are you? I'm good. Get the fuck off me. What are you even talking about? I'm like, all right, let's get back into that. I have the utmost respect for both of them. And I thought D. Will and Frank handled it awesome. Uh, D. Will saying, I ain't never doing this again. Mm-hmm. This was supposed to be just for fun. I am so tired it was a such an adrenaline dump but i enjoy those events man a lot it stinks at awesome. the, the nfl was the same day but i enjoy those a lot oh yeah i think it's great it gets people watching it as if jake paul like where he goes from here i have no idea i think he's definitely getting better and i've watched a lot of his like training things and it, it looks like he's working hard it looks like he's definitely getting better for a dude that picked up boxing what four years ago five years ago I, i'd say he's doing pretty good well and they said he got a nutritionist he's changed his body this is the best sh- uh, in shape he's ever looked and his brother logan running around with a goddamn pole yeah. oh man <laughs> i love it i love it all anyways let's get to the football aj all right let's yes. get to the to the football let's get to our bread and butter hell yeah, hell yeah. hey let's get to where our, our bread is butter <laughs> that's right yeah. mm-hmm. i was told that by yep. another journalist the other day you know about the show being where the bread is butter and i couldn't agree with him more let's talk nfl aaron Rodgers. hey do you think he did that you think he hit a fade on purpose on that ball that he in, in within triple coverage there to MVS? And if you watch the front angle of that throw, now let alone the Packers get a bit. Congrats to the Packers going to win. Huge yeah. win. Congrats to Huntley, hell of a player, man. Hey, awesome. absolutely love him. Give Murray him a ton of credit. I think so. I think the free agency market's going to be big for Huntley. I think this offseason is going to be awesome for him. He looked fast. He's player of the year, Gatorade in Florida, yeah. and up in Utah. I mean, I learned a lot about him yesterday during that game. Good on him. Do you think – I'll let you, I'll get your take on the entire game. But do you think he did that on purpose where he fucking bent it, it seemed like, around the guy, right into MVS who ran an incredible route, incredible catch, obviously. But it looked like that ball just hit him out of nowhere. I d- did he fucking bend that on purpose, you think? No way, right? Uh, yeah, no way. I, I think he did. I think he threw a little bit of a slice into it. I think he, you know, with his arm angle and everything about it, yeah, I, I would imagine that's something maybe that he, we'll ask him tomorrow, but maybe just messing around as a kid or even messing around, you know, over the last 10, 15 years, he realized, oh, man, I can I can actually make this thing move like a driver. I could shape shots a little bit because he loves golf, right? Loves mm-hmm. golf. He's very good at golf. He does the Tahoe thing. He obviously won the match. He yeah. got hot. If you can start shaping shit now – Whenever you're on a practice field and you're bored, for instance, kickers, you know that little chopper ball that we've seen come into existence since the rules have changed on onside kick? Kickers have done that in practice so many times to try to get the ball back into the bag. We've always had that type of thing to be able to do it, but to do it in a game and accurately execute it is unbelievable. It's another thing. He's playing at a level right now, post-Dr. Joe Rogan, AJ, that is so filthy. They might have to give him the MVP, mm-hmm. and they are going to be so pissed off oh, about it. You know that, AJ? I know, and especially if he continues this the rest of the season, and we know Tom struggled yesterday. They were shut out. So, what? okay, good. You got the odds now. So now now he and Tom are even, right, at, mm-hmm. at plus 160? Yeah, plus mm-hmm. 160. Jonathan Taylor has made a move into it, and 
I love Jonathan Taylor is the reason why the Colts are back in the playoff conversation in a big way. Jonathan Taylor is the reason why the Colts were able to beat the Patriots in their other big games. Jonathan Taylor, if we would have relied on him more, we beat the Ravens earlier in the year probably. We beat the Bucks probably earlier oh, yeah. this year. The record is much differently if we fed this dude as much as we could have earlier. And I think that is a valuable stat. But we all know it's a quarterback game. And what Aaron's doing is just fucking outrageous yeah. right now. Yeah, he looks to be uh, a bit unstoppable, no question. Like his presence, how much fun he's having. You know, you you always talk about how they're they're always zooming in on his face and his facial expressions, and he just looks so laid back. He looks so comfortable, and he makes it look easy. And it's one of the most difficult things to do in all of pro sports. Well, and also, like the special teams isn't helping. No. So he's yeah. going out there a ball in his own ten, his yeah. own thirteen. You know, and I've I've heard some quarterbacks. You know, I've gotten a chance to hang out with people that most punters and kickers don't get to hang around, you know. And I've asked, you know, some positions, more specifically quarterbacks, like, hey, why? What's the deal with you guys and kickers and punters? What's the deal? He's like, uh, you know what it's like to jog on the field with the starting position at fucking like the nine or the eight? You know how miserable that is? Like, hey, special teams, let's just get a fucking touchback and let's get out there. Like, I'm not saying that was any one quarterback in particular, but it feels like that is kind of the overall narrative. Like, hey. Listen, I understand special teams is a big part of this, but whenever you're getting in the way almost, and it feels like that is, special teams should be an asset to your team, can't be a detriment to your team. Can't be the yeah, reason. Yeah, just don't lose it for us. Can't like lose offensive it. guys are probably saying, hey, our special teams, just don't lose us the game. Like, like if you have some weapons at returner, and you have guys that can block well, and if you have a good kicker or punter, and you can do some shit, let's be an asset. But mostly, hey, let's just be sound. Like, hey, let's do our be- job. Let's not muff anything. Let's not fumble. Let's not turn the ball over when we shouldn't. Yeah, like, don't hit the punter or something. Give him an extra first down. No penalties in the mm-hmm. return game that bring you back inside the 10. None of this. Let's not let up big returns so the defense has to fucking defend a short field. Like, those are the things. Like, let's just be sound. And if you're sound, by the way, you're great. Like, if you're sound, you're great. If you can do anything else, great. But when he's jogging out on the field and that ball is getting spotted like the 12 after a kickoff, I'm zooming in on his face just because every other quarterback I've ever met, I think, is like, these motherfuckers. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you got to be kidding. If this ball just goes out of the back of the end zone, we're on the fucking 25 right now. But instead, we're right here at like the 12, the 10, making this incredibly difficult. And he, to your point... He had his hands in his jersey, and I think he was just like, ah, oh, whatever the case is, it does not matter. What this incredible – Baltimore's known to be a good defense. That was not the case. <laughs> and it's been like that with Aaron the past couple weeks, right? Like they get down or whatever, yeah. and it's like Aaron, every single every single series that Green Bay has, it is expected for them to score. And if, if Aaron misses one early and they have to punt – that's like, oh, shit, is this yeah. the game where he's lost it? It's like every series he is expected to score at this point. And if he doesn't, it's like mind-boggling. Like, what happened? How they, they had to punt? What the fuck is wrong with the Green Bay Packers? And it feels like it's because Aaron just doesn't give a damn about that's anything. That's part of it. I, and I hate to cut you off, but that's absolutely part of like his body language, how cool and collected he always is. Like When he's just sitting back there kind of in the back of the huddle waiting for the call to come in, like, trust me, the defenders see that. Like, man, what do we got to do to rattle this dude? Like, no matter what you do, you can't rattle him. And I think that takes its toll, especially on some young defenders, too. They may be in a little bit in awe of playing against guys like that, too. So it's, it's all part of it. And then he comes out and seems to not make any mistakes. And he threads the ball in so many different windows where a lot of guys can't do it. That just breaks your back defensively. And I think it just all that just that adds up over time. But 
The Ravens could have won that game. The Ravens certainly could have yeah. won that game. Incredible play by Huntley, and mm-hmm. it does blow your back out whenever you see a quarterback like that if you're on the defensive side of it. But I think also for his teammates, A.J., you know, oh, like that's it, the biggest thing. Yeah. Everybody, not just the offense, but the defensive players watching too. They're like, "Hey, he's got us!" Like, don't we? We know coaches we do anything. Coaches yeah. too. Like even Lafleur. Like if you see Aaron, just like, uh, like, "Hey, I need that again" or whatever. Like Lafleur is like, "Okay, here we go." And if Aaron's like, "Let's just chill here. Let's just call a timeout." Like it sets the tone for every single person on his team. Like, hey, there's no worries, and that's why I think everybody that's talking that. I think we all respect this. It's like, this dude's the most valuable motherfucker on this team. Like, this dude is the MVP right now. If we were the great roster, Packers have a great roster. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's not. Hey, good. Way to go, good. Hey, nice hey baby, good. But that whole thing goes because of how Aaron goes. You yeah, know? of course. Like, I mean, it's, it's very weird. obvious. Yeah. The dude is, yeah, he's absolutely special in what he can do mentally, physically. And yeah, his, his body language, his posture. I heard some golfers. Like, pro golfers were talking about that, what they learned from Tiger. And they were saying, like, hey, even if I'm not playing great, you still got to think about having, like, good body language, good posture for other other guys that are walking down the other fairways looking over, like, oh, how he's do- how's he doing? Even if your score is not great, you can't be slumped over and mad and pissed off because then they think they can strike. Hey, your vibe's a real one. Your vibe is a real thing. Like, when you walk into a room, how you leave a room, how you're in a room, that says almost more about you to everybody uh, than anything else. And when it looks like Aaron is just, nah, uh, what's going on? Like, he literally is that. It's fine. Also, I'm fine. didn't you think. Everything's fine, guy. In the moment, didn't you think, uh, watching that game, when they were going for two with 42 seconds, I was like, it doesn't matter. Even if you get it, they have a timeout in 42 yeah. seconds. They, they will definitely, Aaron will get them into field goal range. He may score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Like, you may want to just kick this one and try to take it to overtime. Let's give Huntley some love. He did score with 40-some seconds left, but let's let's give Huntley his love. He is owed it, as is Mark Andrews. Yeah. Yeah. Hell of a oh, fucking that player. Catch. The dive to his left. Oh, yeah. full extension, by the way, fingertips. I think, you know, they locked him down for a couple years, and I enjoyed watching Lamar on the side. I think mm-hmm. genuine happiness mm-hmm. for Huntley from Lamar, which in that situation, he obviously has to do that, but he felt very real because it seems like Huntley is a guy that has been overlooked, and I think everybody realizes that. Like, hey, this guy is a guy. I'm excited to see where he ends up. Let's bounce her. Oh, uh, Ty. Packers going to win the Super Bowl this year or no? I think so. I mean, I don't know. Like, we, we talk about the special teams, and it is. It's the same thing every week. Like, and it just seems like eventually that is going to bite them in the ass, but up to this point, like Rogers, Rogers is good enough to overcome that. Like they suck and they haven't uh, completely lost a game. What for is the that Packers. all about? I, I told you last week. Like I don't think it was on the show, and I was kind of joking around, but I really don't. It doesn't look like they practice anything special teams wise <laughs> all week. It, it legitimately doesn't. Like it makes no. It makes no sense. It's like it, maybe every, they shouldn't. Uh, I mean, I don't know. And, and we talk about, like, firing the guy. Like, what's that going to do? If you fire your special teams coordinator at this point in the season, like, is a different guy coming in really going to do anything? I mean, pa- the Packers are one of these teams where we always talk about it. Like, their top end is so good, but they don't have these guys down at the bottom of the roster that can really make an impact on special the teams. The roster construction is certainly a fascinating one over there for the special teams. You just got to hope that you have a couple guys in key positions that can kind of do it. And – 
It appears as if they do not. Well, and that's a couple guys that can be your coach for you. Another coach like Slater is in yep. New England, like that keeps brings everybody along with him. That's huge, I think. You're signing guys on Thursday and Friday to be in a position they've never been in before on a punt team or a kickoff team. And not only can the coach have to show everything and hey, this is our strategy and this is how we'll have success, but you need teammates like on the field at the time saying, like, hey, I'm going, you're getting the you know what I mean? If this guy comes, you're going here, you're going there. Like, that's a big deal. And I don't know if they have that over there. Going to have to find some leadership in the special teams department because that'll lose you a game in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. and that's what's, that'll fucking kill you. That's that'll, what's worrisome. It's like, uh, it was a couple weeks ago, but Lazard went up to the floor and was like, hey, put me in on special teams. Like, I'll go do it. And then Aaron then he, Jones is in there last night, I think. He, he, yeah, he was uh, returning kick return. to kickoff, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, also, like, they're saying, hey, Rasul Douglas might have to be all hands on deck. And then you worry about, like, okay, these guys have to fill in on special teams. And you get hurt, you know, and then it's like, okay, now you're losing one of your best cornerbacks as well. So we'll see. But uh, obviously the Bucks losing and the Cardinals losing, like that certainly doesn't hurt. I think if it goes through Lambeau, they have a very good shot of going to the Super Bowl. Let's talk about another team in the NFC that is bullying people. All right. Hey, they are bullying people. And one of the people in the playoffs, completing uh, five. Can you win the playoffs, completing five passes? Who? Ooh, how he knows. Are you talking about the Colts? No. No, I'm not. Oh, you said you said NFC. Okay, my bad. But, but, Jesus. Well, Jonathan Taylor, we can. But I love the Colts. I absolutely love the Colts. I just hope you can – I hope Carson – like, at some point, Carson's going to have to to win games for him. Okay. I mean, I don't think so. And I'm not knocking him at all. He'll have to make a throw. He'll have to make a throw. for a touchdown, too, though. Like, they have to – like, I just want to make sure they don't have to do, like, extraordinary things to win playoffs. Listen, Carson's going to have to make a throw or two in a crucial point. All right, that's going to come. He will, and he can. I know that. Well, he can. He can. Will he? I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see. I think so. I like that he's fighting Judon. Okay, Mm -hmm. I like that he's doing that. We block another punt against the Patriots. Mm -hmm. Okay, here we go. They had him rattled in Lucas Oil. Here we go. We have picks early. Here we go. It really felt like everything was going right for the Indianapolis Colts. Other than, I guess, the fact, in your eyes, Carson didn't throw the ball enough. Get the fuck no, he didn't out have of here, to. dude. He I didn't mean, have he to. I'm not knocking it. Stop being so defensive of your old squad, man. I'm giving him, I'm giving him a compliment here. I'm saying in the playoffs, I would assume said. you're probably going to have to complete more than five balls to win a game. I will assume you will have to throw the ball. <laughs> but Jonathan Taylor is an absolute guy. I said that I was going to talk be, about – He's a real MVP candidate, I think. Absolutely. Yep. And by the way, we talked about this earlier. With the games that we lost – we either didn't give him the ball or we stopped giving him the ball. Mm-hmm. And then the games that we won, guess what? We gave him the ball. And we have won and we've completely turned around the entire season. I love he's faster than everybody. Three of the top five speeds that uh, Stat That has caught Ooh. or checked this year. Did you see those commercials, by the way? Oh, yeah. Stat no. That. You got people signing no. Stat That. <laughs> Jesus. Stat That, what? dude. Stat That. This is stat, stat that commercial on TV. What the hell is this? Amazon stat that, stat that dude. Stat that. Stat that. Hey dog. Stat, stat that. that. Okay. Oh, I gotta find this. Oh, yeah. uh, it's on. It's on a lot. Oh, yeah. And the stats community, I think, is like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Stat, stat that. Stat that. Let's stat that. They're kind of making their own thing. Shout out to the stats community. Shout by the way, every weekend, the stats community is on. Um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, these two point conversions. I was either gonna say. A high horse or the chopping block. <laughs> yeah. Because it is one or the other. You know what I mean? There's no in-between ground on the stats community. There's either we're smarter than you and we know it, or there's the we hate you and why are you in the game. Yeah. And that is kind of how the internet is. I'm not declaring either side because I, just like everybody else, feels the exact same way that stats are very important. It's nice to know the stats. I like 
You know, I'm blackjack. I like to know the stats. Yeah. I, I like in anything. I like to know the stats. But that's not the only thing that's making a decision, which I think is how the world is supposed to go. Although some people are 100% stat that mm-hmm. people because that gives them a, an ability to sleep at night because the numbers said that I should do this. The numbers said I should hit on this 16, even though a face card or a 10 has not come in some time because the dealer is showing a made hand already. Mm. But you eat the 10 and it's like, ah, Uh. but in your head, the book told me I'm supposed to do that. So it's okay. That has made its way into the NFL. How do you feel about, how do you feel about, uh, the stat people being pissed off at Harbaugh for not going for two on the first touchdown instead of going for two on the second touchdown. Because if you go for two on the first one, you get it. Then you can make your decision on the second one. You don't get it. Then you know you got to go for it on the second one. What happens if you don't get both of them? You're out of the game. You fucking lose the game that you should have sent to overtime. Maybe one. That's what I was thinking at the same time. Well, what if we don't get both of them? Then cool. Like all this work for nothing, I feel like. Is there, a, is there a stat that, that says, hey, you might not get either of these. And by the way, stats don't care about your goddamn oh. feelings or your job security. You know what I mean? So well, these they, are, Their argument is what? Hey, if we go for two twice, like we have a very good chance of getting one of them at least. Yes. Stat that says. Unless you don't. Well, stat that doesn't say yeah, that's not stat that. Stat several that. times you do, AJ. Yeah, because there's a chance you could fall in. Whoa, what was that? Depends on the play oh, call. Depends on the defense oh, you're playing. What? All that. Yeah, it depends on the day. Depends on the wind. Depends like how stat that deep do we get into the stat that's? You know what I mean? Like, and I think you're seeing a lot of football fans get very frustrated with the bullshits of the stat that. Did you see that? You see on that last play, the two point play though? Was it? Uh, I don't know what you're seeing. Was running the end line. He was pretty open. Oh, wide open. I think it was Brown. Brown. And yeah, by the way. Was, Stat that will tell you that on some of those two-point yeah. conversions, there are guys that are open. I love it. I enjoy it. I like coaches that can, you know, take in all the information and make the best decision for their team at the time. But it feels like you can never win with the stats community. And also the stats community can never win with some people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because people think it's – it's isn't it all like black or white? It's either you use it or you don't. And they don't think like – I don't know. Do the stats people think you still like have to take into account like the, that day, everything going on, like your instincts or what? That's not a no, part no, of no, stat, that's that not, dude. Yeah. Mm. But they beings? act like it is, though. They act like it is. Like, hey, where they're playing, who, like the tendencies of teams. They act like that is in part of these animals. Hey, maybe. Hey, I don't know all the stat that's, dude. But if I was a head coach, I would like to know all the stat that's. Yeah. I would like to know all of it because the stat that's are a big deal. But they are a massive conversation piece now in the NFL. Every single decision. And there's, I think, you know, so you see a chip shot field goal, now you're like, oh, must not have seen the stat that's, dude. <laughs> must not have seen the stat that's deciding to kick. Like, for instance, the Ravens, they drive for eight or nine minutes to lead oh. off that fucking game against the Green Bay Packers without their quarterback. Eight, nine-minute drive to start the game. Aaron Rodgers is sitting on the other side. The people of Baltimore are going bananas. White Stripe Seven Nation Army is on deck from those Baltimore people who, you know, they are very similar to the hooligans of Europe, the way they cheer on the Ravens over there. It is a great environment. You do that entire thing, zero points. Stat that, dude. What does that do for the rest of the fucking game? Like, does that, does that not set a tone for the rest of the game? I missed a field goal on the first drive of a game. I still think about it because I got zero points in there. Those people don't even think about that in the stat that community. No, you got to go for it here. Especially with Aaron Rodgers on the other side, you got to go for it. It's like, well, 
Are you immediately saying that your defense isn't going to be able to get stops? Or you think Aaron's going to be able to go? Or do you even realize that zero points is definitely less than three points, which I understand is less than six. But mm. zero is not only a mood killer, vibe killer, but also ain't no fucking points there. I mean, that is... But Harbaugh is a much smarter coach and a much smarter man than I. I understand that. But it is definitely changing games and everything. Well, I feel like that's also based on like uh, just like an average kicker potentially. Like you're discounting that like if you send Tucker out there, like you're getting three points. He's probably not going to miss it. Like it's not like with a lot of these teams where it's like oh, our kicking game isn't great. Like you have one of the best ever. Like he's going to make it no matter what. Well, that's what stat that says. Because Justin Tucker's stat that's are incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Stefanski confirmed ruled out. Of tonight's game, Ian Rappaport could have broken this news last hour when he was talking to us, decides to do so via a tweet because they were still waiting to see if he could test out of the COVID protocols, which means find a negative test no matter how many times he was being tested because you remember Stefanski both had COVID, got the vaccine, got the boost, and once again has COVID again. Uh, He, amongst other players and notables of the Browns, were out because of COVID, although most of them asymptomatic, causing this game to be delayed till today at 5.30. It is now official that none of the people that the game was delayed for uh, are going to play today either. Nope. So fascinating. Protocols change. Uh, The same rulings, though, from Saturday are happening today on Monday. Stefanski officially out, A.J. Hawk. Yeah, I mean, let's see what happens in their – down to their third string quarterback, right? Who is is it? Mullen? Yeah, mm-hmm. old, old Nicholas Mullins, dude. There we go. The dude can sling it a bit, man. I'm, you definitely, I wouldn't underestimate this guy. But a couple games. yeah, what, we we delayed the game, and now, like you said, nobody comes back. But this is this causes change, though, right? Now we have the different protocols where they're not going to be testing the vaccinated players, correct? I don't know if the delay of the games necessarily caused change. Stefanski, I feel like him getting it second time. Dude. Yeah, I feel like he is a conversation piece in a lot of places right now explaining their position on why you know, they might not do something, you know? Mm. Anytime that happens, you know, like for instance there is people looking for reasons on why what they believe is right is right, you know? Confirmation bias, right? Don't they call it that? Bingo. Hey, look at you big old Whoa. fucking brains. <laughs> Holy shit. A lot of people looking for confirmation biases or bias I. All right, whatever you mm-hmm. b- sure. buy, I however, yep. buy a seat, whatever the case is. A guy getting COVID, getting vaccinated, getting boosted, then getting COVID again is confirmation bias for I feel like probably a lot of people that are feeling one particular way about something. And on the flip side, you know. Kyrie Irving immediately coming back and getting COVID <laughs> the day he gets it. There's, there's a little, there's a little probably on that side yeah. as well. You know, so you just, just, we all have to understand that the other side exists. They'll forever exist. And I think the sooner we recognize that, the better for everybody. And there's, as the days unfold, there's only more and more reasons for both sides to continue to dig their feet in to the side that they're on now. With all that being said, the NFL changing the protocols and the NFL PA coming in in agreement with it because of the potential Stefanski or any of the other players that are vaccinated, boosted, testing positive for COVID, but having no symptoms, they make an agreement where if you are vaccinated and you are fully vaccinated, however, the NFL is declaring that you do not have to get tested anymore. So basically what they're saying is if you do everything that we think you can do to avoid getting this, to potentially stop shutting down all our fucking league. We will no longer test you to find out 
if you could potentially shut down our league is kind of what the NFL said. And that is going to have a ripple effect everywhere, AJ. That's what I think is the best thing that you've said about that from the, the jump. Like, whatever the NFL does will trickle down throughout, obviously, other leagues, other sports, just other places, like everywhere, I feel like. The Don't world. They're going to look, they're gonna look to what the NFL's done, and then we may find a way to, to become more efficient with this or figure something out, I guess, but... I don't, who knows where, I guess, well, yeah, we'll see how the rest of the season plays out, but you have to self-report to get tested now, right? Yeah, exactly. that's what Ian Rapport said. They're going on an honor code. And uh, <laughs> he said, you know, the players have been really good about self-documenting concussions and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, 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 <laughs> sure. Yeah, they have, of course. That's why they had to have an independent doctor and eyes on people. But you're right. And, you know, he did say, if you don't report and uh, that thing spreads, you know, you're kind of fucking over your entire team, which I think could be and should be the way that they present that to the team. You know, whenever they're saying, hey, yeah. we're going to ask you if you have any symptoms, please be truthful, because if you're the 45th guy on the roster and you're having a chance to play this weekend on special teams and you get, the, let's say, a little bit of a <clears throat> or a little or a little whatever mm -hmm. on a Friday and you know you're on all the core special teams and this is the first time in your life You've made a NFL check. You have worked for this. Uh, we need you to report that you have the sniffles and you are feeling a little something because if it spreads everywhere, we're going to find out it was you that brought it in here and we were going to cut you even though you might be cut after this game anyways. I just don't know how it's going to go in the self-reporting game, but hey, maybe if you tell them you can't fuck over the whole team, maybe that is a good way to lay it out, AJ. Yeah, I think that's that's a good way to lay it out, most likely. But I would imagine, that, say you're a 45th guy on the team, you think you may have some sniffles on Friday. Don't you think that guy may test himself at home and be like, all right, and let, if he doesn't have it, then he's like, oh, I'm cool. If he has it, he goes in and gets tested and lets him know. I mean, a lot of self-testing, self-reporting. I can't wait to hear the thoughts of the man that is joining us right now, nine-year NFL vet, one of the smartest players I've ever seen on a football field. That was confirmed by Chuck Pagano, who said, hey, I always look to D-butts. D-butts whenever I need an answer and what we should do in a coverage of man on the field. Host of the Man to Man podcast and everything DB, ladies and gentlemen, Darius Butler. Yeah! D-butts! What's happening, fellas? Hey, I, we've only called you D-butt, and I think I've only called you D-butt. Chuck came in here, and he was just <laughs> like, hey, when you have a D-butts on the team, you go to D-butts, because there ain't no ifs, ands, or buts about it. When you go to <laughs> D-butts, you're going to get the right answer. Is it? Uh -huh. Have we been fucking this up the entire time? Nah, it's D-butt. It's D-butt. And uh, Chuck just added a little S to it, but, you know, I let him rock. Chuck was cool with me. Chuck's a very cool Shout guy. Shout out to Chuck, man. Hey there, bro. Who that Roly? Oh. At present? Right. Oh. Big baby? Oh. Right. Oh. Oh. Hey. Say the boy got his old money. He got his old money. Hey, we sign big checks around here. Okay, we do go to big banks. We do all those things. We have big shows. That's why we have big brain guests like yourself join us every single Monday. Uh, D, but let's go to the uh, COVID protocol changes that have been made. Before we dive into the game, uh, self-reporting symptoms, self -re just like the concussion thing is what it is now. If you're vaccinated, you will not have to get tested. You have to self-report any symptoms you have to get tested to potentially land in the protocol. Does this change anything you think for the non-vaccinated players? And do you think the self-reporting thing is gonna end up working up well, knowing that you could potentially spread this thing to the entire fucking locker room? Uh, I mean, the protocols obviously don't change much for the non-vax. Um, they'll take more heat, obviously, in the media because those will be the overwhelming majority going into the protocol now um, going forward. But kind of all 
throughout the season, you know, it's been outbreaks amongst coaching staffs and players and those that are vaccinated. But now, since the numbers got so high, you went in like a week span where 6% of the league essentially uh, tested positive for COVID. I think they kind of went behind those closed doors. It was like, hey, you start getting outside pressure to cancel and reschedule games. And the doctors are probably like, you know, these guys aren't really getting sick. Um, so they said, yeah, you know what? I know 6% tested positive. Let's stop testing 95% of the players in the league because it's too many damn positive tests. So protect the money, protect the sponsors, and the fans get games. So that's what it's all about at the end of the day, if we're being honest. Yeah, 100%. I wanted to ask you quick about Cam Newton and Matt Rule in Carolina. I don't know if you saw Matt Rule's postgame presser when he kind of talks about – didn't. I don't know if he threw Cam under the bus, but he definitely said he defended the play calling and said we need better execution on that play. And Cam actually kind of took the high road and gave a good answer when they asked him. Have you seen that? And like, do you, is there an issue you think between does Matt Rule not like Cam? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go as far as uh, saying he's not liking him. Probably just trying to cover his own ass to an extent. Um, I'm. Uh, I like you know coaches getting up there, taking accountability for shit. Um, obviously, you fired your OC halfway through the season. Unless that's your MO. Like, B.A., he's won a ton of leagues, won a Super Bowl. And B.A., since I've known him, he got his first head coaching uh, gig with us, really. And he called it how it is. In the locker room, in the meeting, in, in the media, if that's your thing, do it. But uh, don't pick and choose. So I'm not sure how I feel about Matt Rule. And the voices are getting loud down there in Carolina as far as, you know, him being on the hot seat. So maybe this is a little finger pointing. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Sam Darnold back out there when he gets healthy. Ooh. Ooh, maybe he'll be able to oh. kick for him as well because they <laughs> obviously had an issue there. Nah, it'll, it'll still stink. And we're <laughs> um, even if it's faux accountability, right? I think even if everybody knows, like the classic exactly. coach speak is like, I got to coach him up better. You know, like I got to coach him up better. I got to have a better strategy. Every player in the locker room is like, all right, so at least he's acting like it is his fault, even <laughs> though, you know, like it, it's just the optics of everything. I guess it's like Chuck, hard. like Chuck, when we had the fake punt, he, he went and, and took accountability for that after. Now, we, if anybody has ever watched football before, you knew. The guy shouldn't have snapped the damn ball, but, you know, with the cameras in front of you, Mike, in front of you, take full accountability. Yeah, it's just optic. It's good leadership style. I guess it's getting hot for Matt Rule. I guess it's yeah. getting hot down there. I think the signing of Cam Newton was a business play by Tepper to get Cam back in the good graces of the Carolina Panthers, knowing that the Panthers fans love him, knowing that he's around in the area, knowing that you're trying to build like a a winner here. Having Cam be on good graces with your team, I think is a good idea. I think that's why they paid him $10 million. I think it was a business like, hey, we apologize. How will this thing continue to go? Who knows for any of them down there. What are your thoughts on the Colts winning the Super Bowl this year? Let's fucking go, D-Bud. Hey, we're feeding Jonathan Taylor. The defense is flying around. Darius Leonard's defensive player of the year candidate he's changing games to force buckner's an animal kenny moore on the offensive side of the ball we only got throw five times, oh, yeah. throw five times. uh d but your thoughts on the uh Indianapolis hey, you, Colts. You, you, you can't live out uh you can't leave out that bubba ventrone coach special teams unit Hell has yeah. been uh, one of the better units in the league uh this year but I love everything about the team. I just got, still got that slight concern with Carl, man, with uh, how it went. I, I, I mean, I, I feel like to really give your team a chance to win a Super Bowl, your quarterback is going to have to be special oh, at least for a two, AJ, three, four-week stretch. Like, you're going to have to make plays. And uh, Jonathan Taylor is special, uh, but I think it, it's a quarterback-driven league, and at some point um, that'll show up. I said a couple of weeks ago, the only quarterback I trust really at this point of year is uh, Pat Mahomes up there in Kansas City. And uh, that's still the same on the AFC side.
Hey, what happened to the Bucks? Like w- with the Saints getting shut out? I know they had plenty of injuries as the game went on. Like, are you worried about them? Um, still not concerned with the Bucks yet. You know, you got uh, you got AB coming back at, at what seems like the perfect time, especially with the injuries. Oh, not sure what's going on. Yeah. Aren't they cutting them? Yeah. I, I heard that here first, and I thought it was a joke then. It's definitely a joke now. <laughs> uh, but but once again, I like B.A. being honest. He came out, I think they asked him about it. He was like, look, this is in the best interest of the football team going forward as far as winning games. Like, if you didn't cut him, when it's, as soon as it happened, they weren't uh, going to cut him. You kind of keep that ace in the hole. And, I mean, that's the perfect guy you want coming out uh, when you need him right now. We don't know what's going on with Fournette. At least I don't. And Mike Evans, same thing. Godwin looks like he'll be out the rest of the year. But they got a pretty easy slate going forward if it's, any, if it's anything uh, like that anymore. But um, I'm not concerned about the Bucs. You know, a lot of injuries. Saints came out. They flew around. Dennis Allen, that's a well-coached defense. Uh, and Taysom Hill, he put nine points on the board, and that was enough. All right, a little shot of Taysom Hill there. Too. A little bit. I mean, a little shot of Taysom I mean, that offense wasn't doing anything either. But, Ooh, how about that little drop it's, to it's Callaway? Hey, did you see that Callaway? That the splint on his finger? Mm-hmm. Brother, they said he's going to be back in a few weeks. What does that even mean? Russell Wilson, he had 19-hour rehab days for that thing. Mm-hmm. It's very – the Taysom Hill story is going to be a fascinating one to cover. He wins games whenever he's playing quarterback, yeah, yes. but nobody says he's a quarterback. Uh-huh. He's got a $40 million contract potentially to be a quarterback – but he's not really a quarterback. I, I don't. They shut out the fucking Bucks in Week 15, and I just like D. Bud here. Like, yeah, they'll come back. Like it is hard. There's not a lot of games left. Hey, there's not a lot of games left. But I just like everybody else. I didn't expect a veteran-led team of the Super Bowl champs to lay an egg like that, especially yeah. on prime time. But maybe they needed it. Maybe they yeah. needed it. Go ahead, Ty. Debo, we were talking earlier about Rodgers on that uh, the two-minute drill before halftime, threading the needle, the MVS there. As a D-back, when you see – I mean, obviously, a guy like Rodgers, his reputation precedes himself. But, like, when, when a pass like that's completed and you know, like, he's on, <laughs> is there anything you can really do to stop him, like, as a D-back? And also, uh, do you think the Packers are the favorites to win the Super Bowl? I mean, they're, they're my favorites right now, yeah. uh, definitely, especially with the health going on, what's going on in Tampa. Definitely my favorites. And and if I don't see anybody going to Lambeau and beating that team right now. And when A-Rod's on, like, watching, you know, breaking down quarterbacks, watching film, uh, A-Rod far and away is, like, he looks superhuman when you're watching him on all 22. Like, every game, it's a couple throws where it's like, like, What? And uh, he, he the, the, what he did last night, it was along that same, uh, along that same thread, man. And it's when he's on, he's on. I mean, you, you got to pray that you get one, and when you get an opportunity to pick him off, you got to take advantage of it. You get an opportunity to sack him. They got stops late, and um, you know, Harbaugh went for it, which you know I agree with. But uh, when A Rod's on, he's on. Yeah, because A Rod's on. I mean, there were still, and AJ brought this up. There's still forty some mm-hmm. seconds left with Aaron Rodgers on the other side. Devontae still playing football over there. So even if they do get that, I'm excited to watch what the final drive is like. Got to go for it. Got to go for two there. I think so. Because if you go to overtime, I think Aaron's going to score anyways. It just feels like that's going to happen. With the backup quarterback, you're two yards away from winning the fucking yeah. game yeah. against the Packers. Mm-hmm. I think you have to do it. Allegedly, there was a miss. The stats community, though, is, Ooh. hey, stat that, d but. Stat that community is up in arms. He didn't go for two twice. So even a guy that's a stats guy is getting attacked by the stat community for not using the stats enough. It's crazy. Stat that, dude. Stat that. It's, it's a lot of analytics versus football arguments going on right now in those Twitter streets. And I mean, nobody, nobody can be right. I feel like I, I, you got to have a feel for the game. You got to have a feel for your players, your opponent. 
I'm not a fan of, you know, a spreadsheet or a bot telling you when to go for it and when not to. You just got to know. Uh, fourth to two game, I think we were both rookies. Uh, Peyton Manning got hot that second half. Belichick said, you know what? I'm not punting to him. We're going for it. We're leaving it in Brady uh, and, and Kevin Falk's hand. Yeah. It didn't pan out, and they went and won the game. You got to live with your results. Hey, the only thing that wins in this whole game is that son of a bitch hindsight. Oh, my uh -huh. God. Hindsight is always just the smartest. Undefeated. <laughs> oh, my God. And hindsight's playing for both teams as well. Yeah. Just like stats is playing for all parties involved in all debates somehow. Yeah. I think that is something that also should be recognized as stats might be on your side, also on the other side. Hindsight fucking wins over everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. What a beautiful... Congrats to Hindsight on an undefeated That's why you can't just completely lean on the stats, man. That's, you know, and you can flip stats and, and, and make them anything you want them to be. And that's kind of after the result has happened. You know, when you're in that game, when you're coaching, when you're playing, like you're, you know, you're, you're writing the story essentially. Like you can't, you know, wait till after. So, you know, I, I'm a fan of the of the call. It just didn't execute. I agree. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Darius, do you think there's any chance that your favorite team down there in Miami will put some oh. respect on Tua's name finally? Or are they going to oh. shop him once again when the offseason comes around? Oh. oh, I mean, six wins in a row. Six wins in a row. I, you know, you got one out the gate, lost seven. I mean, he's winning ball games. The team is winning ball games. He won without Waddle. Um, but honestly, my honest opinion, watching the offense, and I know the, the offensive line stinks, but watching the passing offense, I mean, it's a it's a pretty like elementary basic uh, offense. What's this guy's deal? I run seven plays. I mean, I'm just being honest, Gump. I'm being honest, Gump. He's oh, winning no. ball. Coach games. Herman Boone yeah. okay. ran six plays. All right. Completion percentage in the NFL, dude. Jesus, get what off do you the fin fans back. Six wins in a row. Oh. Hey, hey, you can't argue, you can't argue with results, man. Six wins in a row. But um, I, I still I don't I don't think the Dolphins are you know. 100% content with, with Tua being the guy going forward. It's That's just my assessment. And Tua's still playing as hard as he can, winning games, doing incredible. I mean, who knows? Love how, Tua, love him. Love Tua, love his effort, love his mental toughness too with all the bullshit happening. My last question before I think AJ has one for you. The 49ers are bullying people on offense and defense. I didn't have them on the main screen yesterday, but anytime I saw it, Matt Ryan was getting fucking handled. <laughs> yeah. Every time I saw it. And on the offensive side, Debo and George Kittle have become this tag team for Jimmy G to create absolute nightmares for opposing teams defenses. George Kittle's first eight games this season, 35 catches, 425 yards, three touchdowns. George Kittle's last three games, 28 catches, 425 <laughs> yards, three touchdowns. Damn. He is getting hot at the right time. Debo Samuel is an insane athlete who used in the backfield and at wide receiver. Jimmy G seems to be making all the right plays. The defense is clicking. Special teams is good. How do you feel about the Niners going forward in the NFC West? I feel I feel good about the Niners right now. That's the that's the the third quarterback over there that that's done it in the playoffs and that has got to a Super Bowl with Jimmy G. You know, you got Brady obviously and A Rod and Jimmy G would be the, the guy in the NFC who I would be betting my money on going forward. Now you talk about Kittle and Debo; those are both physical freaks and, and, and mismatches wherever they're on the field. So uh, as long as Kyle keeps using them, you got Juice back there who's also another mismatch. And if you get production from any other guys, it's bonus. You know, Jimmy G just kind of can't mess it up. And then Nick Bosa, I mean, any almost any other year, he'll probably be in defensive player of the year conversation. He's unblockable. So uh, that defense, 
Uh, they keep playing well. They're a physical ball club. Physical ball club. They're starting to run, running defense. And uh, Jimmy G been efficient. He's been efficient these last, you know, seven, eight games. So I, I, I like the Niners going forward. Hey, are the Steelers uh, are the Steelers a contender? You think? Are they back? Is Big Ben gonna gonna ride off into the sunset with the Super Bowl? Fucking Mike. Nah, I'm not contender. I mean, contender to, to win that division for sure. But uh, not, not hell, not no chance. I don't think. You know, they, they don't they don't play offense for you know two and a half, three quarters. Uh, shout out to Joe Hay. His first game back, man, had a huge impact on the game. Game winning tackle. Uh, but I don't, I don't think uh, Big Ben can put that team on his back and do that in the playoffs. Big time ben, tackle yeah. out of Joe Hayden. Big time win, especially in the fourth Big quarter. Big time pick, too. Yeah, last <laughs> question here uh, from Tone. Go ahead, Tone. Uh, D-Butts, it was highlighted last night by the Fox crew. I feel like it hasn't been called in a few weeks, but the uh, the D-back having to take on a tight end or offensive lineman uh, outside and not being able to go low to create a pile. Like, Why are offenses <laughs> not trying to get that done every single play? I mean, I, I, I honestly feel like I'm seeing it more, especially on kind of these short yardages and getting their ends on more toss plays, and that's probably why. But, I mean, it's so unfair for uh, for defensive backs, for corners. You know, these corners are 190, 200 pounds, and these dudes are 320, 330 coming around the corner, and you got to hit them high. Like, it, I mean, it, it's completely unfair. If I'm in offense, that's something I'm doing, especially if I got an athletic guy that can get that corner. It's uh, completely unfair. I hope they go back and change the rules. Because I really saw – you know, offensive linemen walking off the field because a, a corner came and blew up their outside leg. So I don't know why they changed the rule in the first place. Well, they're thinking about what could potentially happen, just like what when they changed the strike zone conversation. Now you got guys hitting people in the knees, too. I mean, Ooh, it is yeah. it's interesting as the game evolves, there's more shit to deal with. And we can't thank you enough for helping us sort through it all, D-Butt. Appreciate you, fellas. Ladies and gentlemen. You host- said I watch one more time. What's that? You said that thing one more time. Well, you know, it is Monday the 20th. I got the date on there and everything. Damn. <laughs> and if I could read the old thing, but it doesn't, by the way, it just does one smooth thing. Uh-huh. It'd be cool, but I can't. So <laughs> I just look up there and then I look at my phone. But it's I good. love it, man. Hey, congrats to y'all, man. I don't think I said that on the air, man. Congrats to you and the fellas, man. I know all the, I know people don't see it from the outside looking in, but I know all the, all the work and the grind that the guys behind the scene put in, man. So shout out to y'all, man. Everything y'all deserve, man. Hey, we appreciate the hell out of you, D-Butt. We can't wait to chat with you again. Have an incredible Christmas. We'll see you next week. Ladies and gentlemen, Darius Butler. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions. Hey! millions of dollars to their users FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sports book going for a lot of reasons most of them what I just said uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel obviously there are so many different ways to win there's more things to bet on their boosts seem to always hit which is just fucking themselves over time and time again uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook and you will too if you haven't used it yet use it nah also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. Uh, Tom Pelissero just put out a tweet that makes no sense to me. No. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the show. There's going to be a lot of that. 
You know, probably doesn't make sense. Tom Pelissero, the arrow, the man that we know, gets the memos from the NFL, puts it through the Neuralink, Mm -hmm. and has the capability of spouting it out in a tweet that is efficient for everybody to understand. What is it called? It's Uh, called high... Yeah, reading comprehension. Very high. Very high reading comprehension on the big brain. Tom Pelissero, we appreciate him for it, but he's always representing the NFL. He is tweeting that multiple fully vaccinated, asymptomatic NFL players tested positive for COVID-19 today on the first day of the new targeted testing per sources. So routine weekly testing is over, but the Omicron wave is not. Even without symptoms, some new cases are still being caught. Well, what the fuck is the targeted testing for whenever we were told if you're fully vaccinated and you're asymptomatic, you will not be the ones that are being targeted for testing. Now, there's more people that are asymptomatic that are fully vaccinated that are testing positive. How does that make sense, AJ? Are they are they saying, maybe I have it? Are they saying, oh, I might have had it? That's why they're choosing to get tested and they're asymptomatic. This feels like... This goes completely against what we just talked to Ian Rappaport about for the targeted testing going into December football year. No, I feel like it's they have this targeted testing to try to, I guess, make people feel better. Like, hey, we are going to still test people, just not everybody every week. But how many people do they target each day or each week? Do we have any idea? Well, no, the people targeted, like, actually targeted because they're showing symptoms or they're, in their eyes, not vaccinated, which is the uh, NFL report is it's if you're – not vaccinated, you're going to be tested regardless, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you are vaccinated and you're asymptomatic, you will not be tested. Now here we have on the first day of that saying that they are being tested and they're testing positive, which means they're going into the protocols, which are the exact same thing we've been dealing with with more players. So what did they really agree on? Have we been lied to by Ian Rapport? Because the NFL, and I think this is why they got to this decision, is if we test and somebody's positive, even though they're asymptomatic, not sick, and fully vaccinated, then we're the ones telling us that we're not allowed to use these guys. They're not the ones telling us they're sick. We're telling them they're sick and they're missing games because of it. This is just reality of the situation. So if we don't test these people who have done everything they possibly can in the media and the science's eyes to not get it, and they're not feeling sick, if we don't test them, we don't know. Therefore, they can play. We can sleep at night, and that's not a bad thing. And we're also doing the smart thing with all the medical parties we're in. Now the asymptomatic people who are fully vaccinated are still being, ah, what does this mean, dude? I don't understand any of this, dude. Well, and isn't it like they, they've a lot of what they've said like throughout a lot of this is that there hasn't been any on-field transmission. So like that's one of the ways that they've kind of been. But like if guys can't produce. I feel like they said, hey, if guys can produce a negative test, like, then they're good. But what about these guys who are asymptomatic and can't, like you were, and can't produce a negative test for 10 days? Like, you're in the same situation. You're still going to miss games. You're still, like, it, it, I don't know. We'll have to get you further. hope you don't get targeted. Yeah, but if you get targeted, what is it? You just look like you got it? No, I think it's pro- they claim it's random. Like, they just, they just pick and pick Oh, you think it's random? Targeted would be different than random, right? I get, but Well, yeah, who picks the target? I thought, yeah, I don't know. Because man. it says... If they're targeting, they just they targeted all the guys who are asymptomatic and are fully vaccinated, which wouldn't have been who they were targeting yeah. initially, right? Because those guys aren't showing any symptoms and they're fully vaccinated. Hey, call Rapport back. See if he answers. Yeah, what the hell is going Tony, on? it's supposed to be random, I think. They're, they're targeted stuff. Well, then it wouldn't be targeted, right? It would be random then. I mean, they, that's, I think the terminology is wrong. They definitely – but, yeah, like I don't think they're look, they have like a list of guys, hey, hey this guy had some sniffles. We've got to test him. Like, I don't think that's the case. You think it's just, hey, come on in, let's randomly – oh, because then who's randomly selecting like star Like a metal players? detector in TSA beeps every once in a while for random selection, they say. Yes. By the way, I was in Germany and I was randomly selected. Those motherfuckers got AR-15s. <laughs> Yikes. I mean, I was – that was very – that was a very interesting moment. They take you in a back room? 
Uh, yeah, kind of like a, uh, it was uh, curtained off. You know what I mean? Did they point up with it? They point their guns at you while they were patting you down? No, just there was like three of them. They were all holding it. They were all holding it. It was like, okay, I don't got anything. I'm trying to get the fuck out of here, dude. Easy. <laughs> Imagine if I was George Young, though. They would have caught me and I just had a uh, fake bottom oh, carry oh. on with a bunch of. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rapport. Thank you for yeah, making this happen. Ian. What the hell is going on? The Arrow, Tom Pellicero, the memo reader, the news breaker on Twitter just said that asymptomatic, fully vaccinated guys have tested positive for COVID. I thought in the targeting testing, those guys weren't going to be tested. Hey, is this a random testing thing that's happening now? There are spot testing that is going on. It's basically like sort of survey testing, I think you would say, where like you randomly select individuals to test some of those guys end up testing positive. I actually asked Dr. Alan Sills this a um, couple of days ago when we were on a conference call, uh, and it was basically like, even though it's random, even though just a couple of guys are getting tested, um, you know, even though that's the case, those guys still on the go-go on the COVID list because you have to remove them from their teammates and quarantine and all that. Who's picking and choosing the randomness of that? Because if some random... Omicron variant test happens to a star player on a team that's going against, I don't know, uh, the Patriots, the Cowboys, anything. I mean, the conspiracy fodder would grow insane. Is this just something that was agreed to by the NFL and the NFLPA that we would still do spot testing to try to catch it? Yeah, I believe it is a, I believe it is a machine. Uh, it's sort of a computer program slash machine. I'm not smart enough to understand how it happens, but apparently it is completely random based on nothing. Um, and done not by football people, if that's what you're wondering. It's just not like they're going to say, like, okay, let's test Tom Brady today before he plays. Well, that's what great. it's setting up for, though. You know, that's what it's setting up for, especially if it's asymptomatic and they're fully vaccinated and like Stefanski where he already had COVID before and he has the booster. If he randomly gets selected and you lose your play caller and your head coach where another team randomly selected was, I don't know, number 50, This now it's right. just setting up for even more shit isn't it i mean sorry aj go ahead man but it feels like they're setting up for more shit yeah ian do do is the nfl and the nflpa have they agreed on a number of players that are spot tested each day or each week uh as of saturday afternoon when i talked to them about this um they had not yet agreed on action on the absolute formula they were still working through it now i assume now they have um Oh, Pelissero's tweeting about it now. Let's see. Yeah, we'll see what the arrow. It means the Neuralink got sent something from Roger Goodell directly yeah. over. Maybe he, he has a bunch of. Go ahead. What do you say? He has a bunch of letters. Yeah, that's oh, a lot of letters there. Let's see what he says. But think about how pissed oh, yeah. would you be if Tom Brady gets tested? Like Bro, we get the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers. What if Aaron? I mean, well, he's non-vaccinated. I guess he's gonna. He's immunized though. But it, but any you talk about any star player randomly selected week of the Super Bowl, asymptomatic, fully vaccinated, booster, everything like that. That is gonna lead to some shit. I don't think those guys will be tested week of like NFC Championship. No, no, it's random, AJ. No, okay. I, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think they probably will. Damn. But you know, now I mean. Under new yeah, protocols, the NFL's partner, IQVIA, selects players on each team that gets tested. Think of it like having TSA pre-check and getting randomly selected at the airport. So on any given day, a fully vaccinated player with no symptoms could still test positive. Now this, Jesus. IQVIA, is potentially going to be determining 
an outcome of a game because it feels like the Omicron variant doesn't care who gets it, how they get it, what it is. It's just kind of floating right. around everywhere, right? IQVIA's yeah, I mean, got a lot of fucking weight on their shoulders over there. Yeah, I mean, you know, computers have decided a lot of things. They decided national champions in football for a while, and that, that went well. College football. Um, You're an idiot. <laughs> hey, I, I appreciate you, Ian. Very busy day. Thank you for answering the phone call again. Okay, bye-bye. Hey, Chris Godwin, torn ACL, huh? <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Yeah, worse than the MCL sprain they thought it was after the MRI. Chris Godwin, torn ACL. I think he had a something with his foot too this season I think was being reported that guy just incredibly tough talented a weapon for the Bucks flies around I think he signed a one year deal yeah. he's going to be uh, he's going to be up after this he will be a desire of many he's going to have to come back from an ACL recovery which is a nightmare sorry but hey T's and peace, Chris T's and peace. hey this spot testing AJ oh. sounds like a bunch of bullshit scary. it's pretty scary isn't it IQVIA. Yeah, who's the founder, president, and what are they like? Whose team are they a fan of? Yeah, where, is that up in Massachusetts? <laughs> we'll assume. Yeah, exactly. Probably. Let's go to let's go to that tweet again, please. Oh, it is Connecticut. Think, Here we go. New England thought yeah, it would. That's Dan, what it might be. Think of it like having TSA pre-check and getting randomly. So TSA pre-check, you don't get. So I mean, I thought that was the whole point. Yeah, the point of TSA pre-check is that you don't get randomly selected. He's talking about at TSA pre-flight going through. Yeah, I think, yeah. is what he's talking about, right? Neuralink doesn't know about flying. Well, that's making a metaphor to relating to people mm -hmm. in well, the Neuralink. He travels through the internet, as we know. <laughs> yeah, but I, we understand yeah. what he's saying. It is exactly what you said, AJ. It's just a allegedly rant. Holy shit! Because. Who knows how many times you can get this Omicron, yeah. right? You might be able yeah. to get Omicron like four or five times. We might have Omicron forever, by uh -oh. the way. Yeah. Omicron uh -oh. might just be forever. Omicron. And if they just pick and choose who they're testing, that is You could randomly get selected then every week almost, too. Mm -hmm. If IQVIA's numbers come up like that, now that's the NFL's partners, and it selects players on each team that get tested. The IQVIA isn't a part of the steroid testing, I don't think. No. The performance-enhancing thing, because that doesn't seem to be as random as the IQVIA is going to be determined. There's no Baker Mayfield tonight. He feels 110%. He's our quarterback. There's no head coach of the Browns. He had COVID, got vaccinated, fully boosted, has COVID again. No, he's out tonight. What happens if that happens? This is, this is going to be cause for conversation. I think I, I am not overreacting to this, although it is overreaction Monday. Mm -hmm. I don't know how this was the overall answer but once again they're trying to set precedent for the rest of the entire world at this point i'd well. like to make a correction the sister companies in danbury connecticut iqvia durham north carolina oh, oh. Nice. Okay. look for the panthers Tapper, yeah. yeah they might go on a run <laughs> i don't know i don't yeah this West is players will test positive up. yeah right? we know that since they're not testing all of the vaccinated and just spot testing however many we know yeah, there will still be positive tests, but there'll be a lot less. So there's guys, you know, that I've known that whenever the annual testing window for the street drugs would come up, you know, started towards the end of my career, literally 420, April 20th. Haha, ha, Goodell, hilarious. And then all the way through the first week of 
training camp ending and you get tested one time in there there were some guys that for whatever reason i guess didn't understand that and they would get randomly selected like two weeks into otas after uh 420 like let's say they get selected on may 1st or, or may 2nd and they're like oh it's gonna be close like i don't know you know like i don't know they go in there and it's just a waiting game oh my god is the next 27 months of my life terrible or not because i didn't going into every omnicron test i'd assume every guy's gonna shit their pants yeah yeah, think about like I would. The, oh, I might. Oh, they they say you could have it. Well, I don't have any sniffles or anything. They're like, nah, doesn't matter. Still could have you. Can still be mm-hmm. out for whatever. It's just that's going to be a lot of anxiety. I think going into those tests, you have no idea if you have coaches it. too. All the coaches, are, I would assume they're getting randomly selected too, right? Tier one, tier two, spot test or whatever. Wow. Insane. We'll biggest league on earth. It's, it's the highest league. It's the biggest league on earth. Dude. Setting up for a shit show. And how many spot tests? Like, it can't be enough where it'd be like, you know, what's going on right now where 15 to 20 guys test positive and they have to move a game, right? It has to be like three to five guys. Yeah. It's got to be, right? Baker Is that May- daily or weekly, though, for those spot testing? What did Baker Mayfield? I don't know. I have no idea. What did Baker Mayfield just like? You like the video of ours? What's he saying? So there was. Why he can't play? Yeah, there was the clip of you and Rapport talking about the NFL, NFL decided you don't need to test if you're asymptomatic and vaccinated. And a friend, uh, a fan of the show said, so why can't Baker Mayfield play today? And, and Baker liked that. Well, it turns out that's not true either, what Ian told us earlier. Nope. Yeah. Oh, this is Baker's tweet. What are we saying? I don't remember 10 minutes ago. The NFL decided you don't need to test the if you're asymptomatic and vaccinated. Only if you have symptoms do you need to test. And they have ramped up the system screening. Yeah, so how come... Are we just all learning about the spot testing, you think, at the same time here? Yeah, yeah. it seems like it. Yeah. Just changing today? Like, was today the first day? No, they said it. Today they, the they talked about it. Targeting. Yeah, not the targeted testing, but not the spot testing. Same. I've, to, to me, it was the same thing. Like, it sounded random. I knew they weren't – how can they – yeah, if they want you to self-report, I doubt they can – they're going to stand there and watch you for targeted tests. Like, yeah, I think this guy is suspicious. You can't give people that power. That's, they can shut teams down. That's legitimately what I thought. I thought targeted testing was self-reporting that you had symptoms. Imagine having that job, though. If you hated that team, like, oh, oh Aaron Rodgers, he looks sick every day. Like, oh, like, if you didn't like the team – yeah, but I thought targeted just meant they were going to have some direction on why they're testing people. I thought they were eliminating tests. I thought, like, hey, if you're not vaccinated, you're going to get tested. If you have symptoms self-reported, you're going to get tested. I thought that was, like, the target. Like, there hey, is. That, what's that? So in the NFL's article, it says, all players and tiered staff will be subject to stringent symptom screening mm-hmm. prior to entering a team facility each day before being permitted to enter in order Still to ensure – any symptomatic individual will be tested prior to entering. So they are screening at the door. To you see have to self-report symptoms. those symptoms, though. Yeah, but you have to go through a and a probably with somebody. Well, haven't you done that? No, you get, they put it's an app on your phone. They did it in Tahoe a couple of years ago. Before you got on the bus to go there, you had to clear like that protocol. Like, do you have any, any fever? You've been around anybody? All that stuff. And then they give you a green light, and you go in, and they get your temperature and get all that. Yeah, we, I've had to do that as well for a couple of different things, but I don't think that is what he just described there, is it? I'm Unless, sending it over. I don't that's, know, what, that's what Rappaport kind of said. They, well, well, Rappaport. Like survey. I mean, Rappaport didn't tell us anything about these spot testing where we nope. get the IQVIA gets to pick who's fucking playing and who's not playing randomly. I get it. Okay, I get it. It's random. All right, stat that, dude. Let's get to, here's another tweet coming from Tom Pelissero. Multiple fully vaccinated symptomatic players tested targeted tests. So routinely, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that was his original tweet. Do mm-hmm. you have another one? Oh, my bad. Hold up. Zio said there is a follow-up from Tom Pelissero, the arrow. God. 
This shit's not. I'm right. fucking. I'm, I'm, it's a completely different world now. Yeah. Anyone who tests positive for COVID-19, regardless of symptoms or vaccination status, must isolate until cleared to return. The new protocols make it more likely an asymptomatic vaccinated individual can return in under 10 days, and some have, but still a hurdle to clear. Oh, man. So nothing changing. Just more guys are going to test positive. And now there's more question marks for how the people are getting tested for why they're getting tested. And there's going to be a lot more people that are going to come out and say, I feel 110%. I had no idea I was potentially sick. Then I get tested. All of a sudden, I'm out for 10 fucking days because I can't produce a negative. Jesus. Oh, man. This is not how I wanted to end Overreaction Monday because I don't want to overreact. But this is going to be a lot of conspiracy fodder. There's going to be a lot of conspiracy fodder out of this. It's only inevitable at this point. Yeah, but I still feel like it's on the players self-reporting those symptoms, though, if they get that targeted testing. Yeah, spot testing, though, doesn't really give a damn. You know no, what they mean? don't. A couple offense alignment out, I believe, as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. They tested out of the protocol. Who you got, AJ? I have to go Raiders here. Raiders going to go, and they're going to cover. Mm. Oh, no. What do you want to do? Well, I wanted to go Raiders because this feels like one of those games where the Raiders win and everybody goes like, oh, this is what the Raiders could have been. Happens every single year. The Raiders are the the could have been team. Now, I don't want to dive into what the Arizona Cardinals could be right now. Are they the team that they were last year? Oh, my God. Did they forget what they were this year going into that bye week and have not played well? Maybe. But the Raiders seem to be – this seems to be a game that the Raiders will play well in. That, this feels like a game yeah. that they'll play well in. The it, Raiders, I uh, will say this. Uh, I'm not trying to influence either way. They have lost five of six. The Raiders' season, you know, they're, they're good due, to start the season. What you're they're due. They're either due or you're due. All right, I'll stick with the Raiders as well. I don't yeah. like oh. But also what could happen. I'm going to take the Raiders too. I'll stay with it. But old Frank Mullins, as you like to call him, could come out here and absolutely good. light it up for Cleveland though. Mm-hmm. He could, but no, I mean, Chubb's going to score a touchdown. That was plus 105 for a Chubb tut. That was the original. I would say they're going to rely on him heavily. Tonight. Well, so we got a super boosted to plus 140, but it moved from minus 105 to plus 105. Why is the sportsbook moving a Chubb touchdown? Is it because the offensive line is out? What are they knowing that we're not knowing? Because this happened as of this morning. I yeah. mean, like, mm-hmm. it changed from minus to plus they're thinking it's going to be a much harder day for Chubb than we all were originally realizing. It's boosted to plus 140. Still think Chubb's going to score. Feels like this is one the Raiders win, though. Let's go to the next game happening. Bears, Vikings, Adam Thielen potentially in. Ian Rappaport says no. Tom Pelissero says yes, Whoa. maybe, possibly. He has a chance to play. That is a big determiner. Uh, this is in Chicago. Right I-, I believe, I don't know if it's public knowledge, Nagy's calling plays. Yes, Nagy's calling plays wow. for the offense with Justin Fields, uh, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, and them uh, travel to Chicago for Monday night, late night football. Bears plus six and a half at home. It's going to be terrible weather. Yeah, yeah. brutal. I assume. Man, Vikings also a dome team. The Bears have no secondary at all, all COVID. Vikings have Dalvin Cook, though. Bears have Dan McCumbry. Just six Jefferson's and a half is a unbelievable. Lot. Six and a half is That's a lot. lot. Is there a I, got the, I got the Bears six and a half. Wow. Oh. All right, I got the Vikings minus six. And yeah. Half. Okay, so we can, um, you know, we can we can make you can make up some ground there, I guess. On that, and then we'll deal with tomorrow tomorrow's games. Uh, let's get to some phone calls, shall we? On this beautiful overreaction Monday five hour energy phone line. Hey, good luck on those two games, AJ. Good luck. Yeah, good luck good to luck. you as well. What did you go this week? Four and eight. Yeah. I'm 4-8 and eight currently. I mean, that's not what I'm going to end up at. Can't thank you enough for allowing us to be a part of the, your, your life. 
you know, day to day, Monday through Friday, what? Maybe during Saturday, what? Allow these idiots, that is myself and the group that I keep around me, the company I keep is incredibly cool. I mean, I just got into a little moment of reflection there, thinking about the group of people I get to work with every single day, and I'm incredibly lucky. I'm very thankful. I'm grateful. All the hard work, the incredible talent, the hilarity, the stupidity, ultimately. It's awesome. And the fact that you let us do this for a living, we are eternally indebted to you for. If you like this show, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Hashtag end the pod squad. Let us know where you're at, what you're doing. Maybe win some merch here going into this beautiful holiday season. We're off Thursday, Friday. We'll be back manana with an Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Be a friend, tell a friend. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Monday night as NFL Week 15 continues. Cheers. Cheers.